get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to the 100th episode of the Little Podcast. Yes, sir. The 100th. With no fanfare. <laughs> None whatsoever. And so, like, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, having some grand episode for the 100, but life just happens. And, you know, it's like, fuck it. Let's just record like we were going to record. <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't really have any kind of preference. Like, hey, let's really try to do something big. I was ecstatic. Like, let's do something for number 50. But, like, this one, I was kind of like, uh, it's happening. We could just do it. Like, if something pop off, great. But yeah, not, like, whatever. you know, if folks decided to want to stop by and shit, that would have been cool. You know what I'm saying? Although, it wasn't, we didn't make it to, like, an event. Like, the 50th was dope as fuck. You know, we changed it to the weekend. You know, we had folks and all that stuff. Did a contest and so forth. But, I don't know. It was just, like, as the weeks came down and it was just, man, let's just record and so forth. So, yeah, here we are and shit. But it's actually dope, man, just to, to say we actually have a fucking hundred episodes. Like, like that just, that seems like a whole fucking lot, dude. Like, <laughs> that's that's nuts, man. Yeah, it's a uh, smooth two years worth. And Especially not- given the times that we missed episodes or took breaks or whatever. Right, and I guess thinking about the episodes... I mean, the weeks that we probably missed, that kind of makes sense because two years technically was like May, like first week in May or some shit like that, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, beginning of August. Yeah, so, yeah, man. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, so, what is, if you, what do you think of some of your favorite episodes do you recall off the top? Um,. Nigga Days is my favorite still. And that's an early one. That's within the first 10. I think it's number 7 maybe. But it's within the first 10. I I don't remember it vividly or anything like that. But I remember being... Listening to it after the fact. And being being satisfied with my rant about the River Days Festival. Because like a lot of times, man, I, I get fucked up on these podcasts. And I can't get my words together. I'll be slurring them and shit. And... I'll be embarrassed, like, oh, man, I sound like a fucking drunk and not too happy about it. But I feel like the River Days episode really, it just went well. Like, I I ranted really hard about that shit, and I felt like it came out well. I had my words together. I might be remembering it wrong. Maybe I was (laughs) fucked up on that, too. But (laughs) in my head, it it played out real well. And then um, I think the episode where... um, let me think. What was the name of it? Um, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was the Mike Brown episode. Oh, like um, right after Mike Brown got killed. That was. Was it? Am I wrong? No. I no. I think that is it. Okay. But whatever the episode with Mike Brown got yeah, killed. Yeah, because we did a part two to Mike Brown right after that. Yeah. So, so the first one. I was really happy with that one because I thought we had really good just conversation about race relations and the police and shit like that. 
I thought because I remember pushing that episode really hard because I thought like this is an episode that people really need to listen to. Right. So right. I was I was really pleased with that episode. So off the top of my head, those are the those are the two that come to mind. They're older ones, but um, those are my favorites. Um, I also liked. I don't remember which one it was, and there's nothing in the title about it. But whenever you told the diaper changes story. Oh well, it, it was in the di- that was in the, in the title. It was. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm scrolling through the title the episodes. I felt like I was getting my diaper changed. That was literally the title. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that one I really enjoyed. There was one where uh, does does that that one have features listed? Ryan was on that one. Okay, so yeah, that that's the one. Okay, yeah, so yeah. yeah, there was something that Ryan said on that episode <laughs> that I'm I was laughing hard as fuck. So Ryan said something on that episode, and I can't even remember what it is. But how long ago was that episode? And I still remember the fact that Ryan said something on that that made me laugh hard as hell. That was episode forty three. Okay, well, it's so not as long as I thought. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. way longer than that. So. Yeah, yeah, that. So yeah, that one too. Because I remember Ryan. Ryan said something that made me laugh hard as hell, and it, it was within the diaper change conversation. So yeah, that one. And um, I liked thinking about guests. I like when um, I liked when Jay was on, Jay mm-hmm. Don. I like when Jay was on. I like when we had uh, Rufio Jones on. Yeah, see, all of my all of my favorites are tend to be the features, like. And uh, I like when Pat and uh, Foulmouth was on. That was yeah, that was that was a great one. Pat when Pat and Foulmouth was on, that was yeah. a great one. When Axel was on last week, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I, I think that's and I, and then obviously I, I really enjoyed the fiftieth episode too. So yeah, I I think those are my I probably ran off like six or seven. So I think those are my favorites. Yeah. Pet and Foulmouth, Rufio, Jay, Axel, 50th episode, Nigga Days, and uh, Diaper Change. Yeah, like I said, my, I, I, I'm agreeing. Most of the, the ones I really, really liked was uh, the features, like I say, with you know Jay Dunn. That was a pretty dope mm-hmm. one. Uh, Rufio um, was pretty cool. Um you're so far away from the mic, your levels are trash. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> my bad. I started leaning. Anyhow, uh, yeah, some of my favorites is definitely when Rufio was on, when Jay Dunn was on. Um, the 50th was definitely uh, one of my, my favorite ones. Um, I'm scrolling through. Oh, when we talk, when you had your boy uh, Larry on, we talking oh, about the yeah, riots. that was good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was dope. It's funny. I'm looking and it's like, some of these I remember, you know, some I don't remember the total, but it's some of the ones that I like the titles of them were like funny as fuck. I think like my favorite one was, damn, I just passed it and I thought the title was fucking hilarious. Um, how do we get on? The, do you remember episode 23 was called go get you some Australian pussy? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, <laughs> uh, Damn, it was another one that I saw. It must have something to do with Gardner talking about some sex in an email, maybe. I yeah, don't know. it got to be something with her. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, and I, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know the, any other Australians. <laughs> no. no, not at all. Um, and then, damn, I'm trying to remember, remember why, what was the context of me hating Riley Curry? Um, that was a cool episode. Uh <laughs> 
Yeah, so some of the titles have just been fucking nuts as I'm scrolling through looking at this shit. But you know, I think the one of the most interesting interesting podcasts we did was uh was eighty two when it was uh we was talking about Martin with Screlly. Mm-hmm. And I guess the, the the interesting thing about him is that he came off cool as fuck. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like I just we you listened know, to that interview in the car because it was one of them winter ass days. And oh shit. Yeah, 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 right. And he just came off really cool. Like I just, excuse me. Like I didn't leave when I saw him on the Breakfast Club. I didn't think I was gonna like him. Like all of the things I heard about him, and he was like cool as hell. Like it was definitely the opposite of what I thought he was gonna be. <laughs> yeah, he don't seem all that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like nah, he just he, he seemed cool. Like I get it, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, that was that was definitely one of my one of my one of my favorites that I didn't think would be you know one of, and it was based on just him being kind of cool and shit. Oh, I, and then the, the episode that we had um couple a uh, couple weeks ago when uh my boy Steve was in from Arizona, we had oh Jeff yeah over that here. was a dope one that too. was a really good one too. Yeah, man. we had, we Steve and Jeff brought great insight. That was the one where I didn't talk for like a, a long period of which time, which was like weird as hell. Yeah. <laughs> So the, they had great insight. Like, yeah, a lot of our best ones have guests, but like, it's between like guests and then like crazy rants. Like I, I don't remember if Nigga Days was the one where I was ranting about uh, white people walking around barefoot with their feet black, but like you racist, but your feet black as you walking around outside, like shit like that. I had some, I had some pretty good rants on a, on a dirty ass racist white ah, people. Well, uh, definitely your your story about uh, um. Ping pong ball, the Bangkok was fucking. Oh, the awesome. Bangkok story, yeah, 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 the Bangkok story, man. Yeah, that was a pretty dope one. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna tell our new listeners about that. You just gotta find the Bangkok yeah, episode, you just man. Gotta find and just listen that to one. that shit. Yeah. I so just, yeah, I, for our, our <laughs> new listeners, me and my wife went on our honeymoon to Thailand, and I told a story about going to a ping pong show in uh in in Bangkok. So uh yeah, if you yeah if you haven't heard that one, you haven't dialed it back found one of them old episodes do you know which one that was can you that see that real was, quick i sure can that was doo, 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 that would have been 64 okay i'm like that would have been close to a year ago but not quite probably like sometime in late september early october of 2015 mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah i'm on that pause app and uh it doesn't show dates and stuff yeah it would have been well he said he told you the episode number but yeah late september early october something like that that was, actually, it yeah, does. That was it actually it does show dates. Never mind. If I click on it, it actually show the date. Oops. What I, what I say that was? Bank uh the Bangkok one. That was October eighth. Okay, there you so go. That's right after y'all uh the honey- yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right yeah. after honeymoon. Yeah, so that was uh definitely one of the uh one of, uh, some of the funny ones. And if you look at our early early episodes all the way up until 64 we used a different picture for each episode yeah yeah that was weird and so now it's like yeah just keep it the same keep it consistent you know whatever but that was like some of the fun parts of like finding pictures that like yeah. match the episodes and shit like yeah that. I, I enjoyed doing that but i like the cohesiveness cohesiveness of having the same photo so yeah because all of the big popular podcast they just have one yeah you know? it didn't really help it at all no nah, it didn't um so what uh what do you what do you see the podcast in the next year man uh, it's hard <laughs> you want to be hopeful like yeah we're gonna pop off in the next year but you never know man it, it's 
we do it for the love of just sitting, talking shit, drinking, smoking. But, you know, you hope that you get more followers. I mean, we always try to work to find ways to improve and try to get more get more listeners. And, you know, we can hope that they pop off. Yeah, it's I think I, it's. I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say it's it's hard when podcasting is like a secondary thing to life or further down the line as far as things you got going like you know a lot of you know a lot of the you know say a lot of more popular podcasting like that these people do that shit for a living and stuff like that so all they do is fucking podcasting and shit it's like you know being married you know having to talk to kids why they ain't got no fucking money and why they haven't registered their fucking classes for school and <laughs> you know you having babies and shit and you know i'm going back to school myself having babies and shit yeah, yeah. so you know it's like it's it's a lot of stuff to juggle but you know i think long as it it's still fun it's still gonna happen you know what i'm saying as long as it's still interesting and shit you know as long as you look forward to it it's not like damn fucking wednesday here i gotta do this fucking podcast <laughs> you know what i'm saying so um, yeah, it would take a pretty drastic uh, turn of events to feel that way. Right. Yeah, and and I'll see it. But you know, honestly, I want I want to monetize this bitch. Like, I want to make money from this motherfucker. To be honest, like, I want to find ways. You know, whether it's through advertising or some kind of form of monetization. You know, I think would be dope as fuck. You know, you got to use your Twitter fame to make it happen. That's the problem, though. I don't have Twitter fame. Okay, so, so that's a goddamn lie. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you how I know that's a goddamn lie too. Well, I mean, we've discussed this on multiple episodes in the past about how you famous as fuck on Twitter, but I can use you to know who has me muted. Like that's how fucking famous how, you are. How? What do you mean? Because like, there's been times lately where I'll tweet something. And you retweet it, and somebody who follows me will—that's when they see it. Is when you retweet it. So I know that they didn't see it when I tweeted. So it. they, they re- didn't see it till so, you so, till so, you retweeted me. So you're me. saying they retweet it after I tweet it? Yeah, they they don't interact with it any kind of way until after you retweet it. But I feel so like I know that if I have a question, like if I say, "Hey, uh, what y'all think about Daredevil on Netflix?" It'll be crickets. But if you retweet me saying what y'all think about Daredevil, mad motherfuckers who also follow me will pop up like, oh, they Daredevil fire. fire but see, my thing is like, if, if they have you muted, watch retweet your shit even if I retweeted it, though. Because they care about the topic, but they just don't pay attention to me because they know I say all kinds of fuck shit on Twitter. <laughs> and I've seen it. I've seen it a lot, especially lately. There's been certain people who I'm not going to name, but there's been certain people who have popped up in my mentions only upon retweets from other people. And they follow me, but they don't they don't ever actually interact with me directly. It takes somebody else retweeting or commenting, and then, then they see it because they got me muted, and then it will be like, hey, oh, that's funny, or whatever, respond to it. And that's how I know. Yeah, I guess. And I find, so. that shit, I find that shit highly entertaining. Uh, it's one thing to... It's one thing to be muted. It's nothing to know that you muted <laughs> and to have somebody pop up that you basically know got you muted or on the flip side of that, have people who got you blocked, unfollowed or some shit on Twitter, but still interact with you on Facebook like they, like they didn't do that shit on Twitter. That shit is highly entertaining. So I know that and I'm I not know, as popular as you I know what you're you talking are. about, too. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm um, not as popular as you are on that shit. Man, I don't know, man. I, I feel like, you know, through the, the time we, you know, we 
we've been a hundred fucking episodes. We've been doing this like two years and some months. And it used it used to fuck with me, but it doesn't really now. But I always wonder why why don't we get the why do we have the lack of like local support? Like the most of our listeners are not even from the D. That's you know true. What I'm saying? Like and at least so, our strongest supporters strongest, are. Yeah, our strongest yeah. supporters are. You know, and so it's just like I felt like when we first started, we were definitely one of the very, very few that had pot that had a podcast. Yeah, at least in our circle. You know, you know, yeah, you know, absolutely in our circle. So I felt like the the support, you know, will be a lot stronger. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's people that follow the podcast on Twitter that don't even listen to the podcast. Like, or I'm they absolutely- know about it. Like they might have listened to it maybe once, or they are aware of it, and then they use it as a jumping point for their own shit. Like, oh, if those two got a got a podcast, then I can have one too. Like I've seen mad people that we follow or that we interact with on Twitter who popped up with podcasts after we did. Well, yeah, that happened a lot. I think, but I don't know. I wonder if people felt like, yeah, like you say, they, they could do it. You know what I'm saying? You know, but I mean, I and I think that's well, not from Twitter though, but that's kind of how. It kind of started, at least from my idea, when I found, you know, those, is these some random local dudes who was doing a podcast and they were recording from Rouge Park. I was <laughs> like, if they could do this shit and get this shit on iTunes, why the fuck we can't do this shit? And I think that's when we started having, like, you know, conversations about it and so forth. But so we had our podcast before that. Before what? Before you heard the people on, at Rouge. No, I thought we. No, I don't think so. Yeah, because I got the idea for the podcast before that. Because you remember the podcast was, re- well, was no, you know what, my no, no, idea. I know you're right. I guess the idea to get it on iTunes was was yeah from yeah that. To yeah, get yeah. A, yeah to try to yeah. put it on iTunes yeah yeah yeah. yeah. But to, to actually record it, no, that was that was before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you right. I stepped right, listening right, to motherfucking right. podcast. I'm like, I can do that too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can make a podcast. Yeah, and I it's like, funny because I sit around and talk. I had been on some. I had been on a few. Like I had been on this one podcast. I'm a follower. And I kept thinking, like, man, I know we could do this and actually do it better. Now, that one you was on was after we already started. You yeah. was on one after we already started. Yeah, yeah, I did get on one, yeah. And then we started it before all of that shit. It well, yeah. was just the other shit just kind of brought it to the forefront, like other people are doing the shit, too. But right. we like as far as our circle goes, we were like the first ones to do. Yeah, it. we were definitely we were definitely the, the the first in our circle. Cause cause the idea when I had the idea to start a podcast, it wasn't based on anybody who I actually know doing one. It was just based on the fact that I listened to the read and I listened to. Uh, and then you go to a read show. Yeah, but that yeah. was like way after. But like, I was just listening to it casually. And so was you a did fan. you go to the like, read show after we started that. the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, you did. That's right. I don't know why I'm having a fucking. No, we started terrible. the podcast way before a lot of the shit that you might remember is like podcast related. Because the idea to start the podcast was just born off of the fact that I listened to podcasts pretty heavy and was like, this seems like a pretty simple thing to do. And I like to talk about my opinions and shit. So I want to start a podcast because I put out I put out a feeler on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you were down. You had the availability. Everything just kind of worked out. I was like, let's just try it. Because if you go back to like, because it popped up in my uh, my time hop at one point. And I remember you showed me that. Where yeah, I yeah, had yeah. like the Facebook post of the idea of starting the podcast. And this was before 
any of that shit. Any of that stuff. Other people, the read, any of that shit. So, yeah, it, it was it was born from the fact, out of the idea that I was listen, listening to the read and I think maybe Brilliant Idiots too. And I was just like, you know, it don't seem that difficult to like, you know, maybe like download some software, get get some mics, and and just do this shit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I think I got my. You know time, what? So. You're right. <laughs> and it was just funny. I think we talked about it before that you know we did 49 episodes not even using our fucking mic. Right. So that was uh pretty interesting. But you know we live and learn. I think at this point you know we've got it pretty much down packed. You know and. And I think it's just I think it's just going to get better, you know, to come. So, you know, I think now that we figured out how to, you know, Skype fucking guest in, that'd be dope. Because we don't have to actually have people here, which is kind of a a, a, a task in itself. Um, so, I mean, at some point, maybe we would have to fucking Skype ourselves when we fucking can't get together or whatever. But, you know, you have a fucking little kid soon. So maybe you <laughs> can't get out the house and shit. <laughs> well, I might not have to. Have to like, what? leave the house no, no no that's what i'm saying i'm saying uh maybe we end up having to use skype to record because oh, you know right, right, you're right, not right. you're not being able to leave the house i don't have to but if you're in a site where you can actually smoke and be at home yeah. like yeah why not then shit exactly so. and I'll, I'll be living and then you're not far you yeah, i mean far. i think you probably about 15 minutes away um hmm well, because I'm trying to think of the streets you would take. So, pretty much 96. I could maybe shoot down. I could possibly just shoot straight down Wyoming. To what? Joe? No. To uh, Warren? Yeah, to Warren. Yeah, I could. You could. I figured you'd just take Warren and I mean. Or I could take it to Wyoming 96 and 96, and, and yeah, 96 and over or whatever. To Telegraph. But either way, yeah, it'd probably be like ten. So how, how how hype are you about this having a house, dude? Like, I'm like incredibly hype for like multiple reasons. One, it would be the most space I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, it would be my own space for one. Right. Like that. Like my own space would be dope. Uh, three, I like the proximity to to both work and areas like coming over here, going to other people's cribs. Um, and then finally the biggest point, like having my own shit as far as like, that's mine that I can like have responsibility for. Oh, you know, and then you could yeah. not having to worry about that. I gotta paint the walls back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's, 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 you know, for maybe like a younger dude, like when I was like in my early twenties, it was like, why would I get a house if I can get an apartment and I can have, like, if some shit go wrong, I can fucking call maintenance and they come and fix it. You know, shit like that. Like, kind of like the, like, kind of like, I don't want to say laziness, but, like, just the idea of, like, Dude, having I, your own shit, but at the same time not having to do shit but then it's like, to keep it up. On the, on the other end of that, it's like, like, currently my oven hasn't worked for the last two weeks. Well, that's a problem. And I've been, like... Tr- I had well, it, it actually the oven went out right before I went to Myrtle Beach. And How then, do you bake cookies? No, <laughs> right, exactly. Like, you what you mean? Tell me she's not in the uh, in the kitchen cooking this shit. <laughs> so oven went out right before. Her I went. Mom's not in the kitchen. She's what? Mad. Right, exactly, <laughs> dude. That's the funniest. My favorite fucking, fucking meme, uh, dog. Nah, that thing is so. And his eyes and everything, like <laughs> what? That passion. 
But like right before I went to right before I went to Myrtle Beach, my my truck started tripping and then the oven went out on the same exact day. And I'm like, fuck. So I said, I'm not fucking with the truck until I get back. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not fucking with the oven either. Like, it's just, <laughs> I'm like, we can just cook stuff on the top. And if you need to cook on a grill, you could just, although she has no idea how to work the grill. So that shit just, so when I got back, I honestly forgot about the oven. And so, of course, you know, the wife is going to remind you of some shit that's fucked up. Word. So that's been on my thing to do list like all week. And I don't, I don't even know where to fucking start. I was about to ask, is this a fix the oven situation or a we might have to buy a new oven situation? No, it's a might have to buy an expensive part for the oven. And so I need to get some like testers and shit to try to figure the shit out. But like the broiler part works. So it'll broil. Hmm, that's weird. But it broils on a different light, a different. Yeah, right. Yeah. The, the so the, the broiler works and all of the eyes work. I feel like the eyes work refined. We just can't bake shit for a minute. Hmm. But I'm like, we got crock pots and shit. I'm like, we could do some shit without the oven. Right. And I honestly don't bake shit a lot. Like, I haven't had a hankering for some cornbread lately, but I'm figuring, like, you know, whatever. I so, but that's cornbread today. Oh, you did? <laughs> Man, I made some cornbread. I found a, a um a recipe on Pinterest. Man, that shit was so fucking good. But it was just so many parts, like, so many ingredients and shit. It was just... I mean, like cornmeal, flour, all this shit, and then mixing this shit, and then I almost fucked up because I almost mixed the wrong shit at the wrong time. It's just, yeah, it's just a mess. But back to just the whole maintenance thing, like, it'd be easy to have if I stayed in an apartment, hey, come fix the fucking oven. Or when the dishwasher went out a couple of, uh, about a month or so ago, well, it didn't go out, it just went drain or some shit, which is major. Um, from what I understand, that's my first time ever having a dishwasher. So, fixed that shit. That was cool. You know, got home uh, from Myrtle Beach, fixed my truck. That was kind of cool. And then, you know, but it's like if you stay in the apartment, you wouldn't. But I would rather be in a home and have the freedom of that and fix it versus being in a apartment. Like I don't want shared fucking walls. Yeah. I don't want to live that. Like I did that like twenty one years in the fucking projects. I don't want to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, again. I had, I had that thought about um people who buy attached condos. Because I see it at work because that's what no, I do. No, I couldn't do it. And I, I deal with, you know, mortgages and shit like that. And people Could who... Could not do it. Yeah, attached condos don't make sense to me. Like, why are you buying, like, long-term shit with attached walls? It's like, it, it def- it's you're basically paying for an apartment. Everything is, to me, considered the projects. I hear car. I hear cars. You know, doors. Whoa, whoa, so I'm assuming that? somebody's like walking up or something. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Breaking Russell Westbrook and the Thunder agreeing principal to a three-year contract worth eighty-five point seven million. Three years. Yep. Three years, eighty-five point seven million. Wow. All right, Russ. Well, you like fuck it. You might as well get the money. Shit, you go. You you've been wanting to be the fucking man all this time. You said how many? 80, 80 what? Eighty five. You've been wanting to be the man all this time. Twenty eight a year. Damn near thirty. Yeah. Like thirty a mil, thirty a year. What was uh? Twenty eight three. What was fucking Demar Derozan shit? No, it wasn't Derozan. It was uh. It wasn't Derozan. Conley. It was uh. Yeah, Mike, Mike Conley. It was like thirty a year. I think his was thirty. Actually, like thirty. Like so. Million. <laughs> So I'm, I'm so okay. So so LeBron can do what? Well, it's an extension though. 
so because that, that's an extension. He's not he's not a free agent. So that's an extension, right? Who? Uh, Russ. I thought he was a free agent. I didn't think he was. All right, maybe not. I don't know. I thought he was though. Man, they paid for anybody who's been under a rock concerning the NBA. They've gave out some of the most craziest fucking contracts, and they say it's supposed to even get better. I guess. You yeah, know. the cap goes up. I think after this season. That's nuts, man. So we're still pretty much waiting to see what happens with uh with LeBron since he still hasn't signed yet, and he's probably waiting on this. Waiting now, for, he's still LeBron's waiting. LeBron's not to a free agent, is he? I don't think he's till next year. No, I think I thought this was the year where he was a free agent, and yeah, because I thought he went for a free, he opted out. Hmm. So I guess now you're just waiting to find out like what the fuck's going to happen with him. But man, that's a lot of fucking money. But yeah, but I guess back to ownership, but not really. Um, but yeah, so it's it's cool being able to you know have your space. I I, I compare anything with share walls to the projects. I don't care if you got a fucking nice ass <laughs> con, condo or a fucking apartment. If I could hear my neighbors, I just couldn't imagine paying eighty hundred hundred fifty thousand dollars for a fucking place and I could hear my neighbors through the fucking wall. Like right. that just yeah. makes no sense to me, dude. Like and of course you got people who prefer apartments and all that shit. Nah, dude. I don't want but you know, a lot of people don't like like outer maintenance, like doing fucking grass or shoveling snow or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and I th- I think for me, my mindset has shifted to where it was like I don't want to have to do that shit to a point where now it's kind of like this is my shit. So like now I want to be in control of it and fix it and do it myself. Like the idea of like if the dishwasher or some shit starts stops working, it wouldn't be like, oh, man, I can't call maintenance anymore to come fix the dishwasher. It'd be kind of like me rubbing my hands like, all right. Time for me to dig in and see how I can fix this shit. Like I like the challenge and learning yeah. and, and I, I, taking I, shit apart and putting it back I together. I really like. I want to time the day you move in to fit the time. Like at what point do it becomes like overrated? Like motherfucker. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It would only become overrated in the sense of it being a fin- a, finan- a financial burden. Like if it if it becomes a financial burden, then it'd be a problem. But I don't have any problem fixing shit myself. So as long as I can do whatever I need to do to gain the knowledge to fix it myself. Like I'm good with taking shit apart, figuring out how it works, fixing it and put it back, yeah, putting I mean, it back together. I, I have a natural I, tendency to I do get that. that. And I get that. And that's kind of on myself. So I don't typically mind it, but it's always something that comes up where I don't have the time to do it. And so the time, and it's like, it's, it's one thing you live by yourself and you're, you know, say you got a house, you by yourself and the oven goes out. And you're just like, you know what, I'll fix it you know, when I want to. But when there's this other person called your wife, like, are you going to fix it today? 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 You know, I'm going to take like, this motherfucking nap. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, it just, you know, like, it's like, oh. yeah. And your I, wife doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, it's good that she doesn't. Yeah, that's like I was telling uh, you and uh, uh, Liquid Slap the other day, like, it's no matter what, and I think you started a conversation, no matter what you do good at the house, the woman is always like, what about this? And I so, like shit. I say, I was down, I told her, you know, because we had, had a bunch of clothes on our living room, on our, I mean, I'm sorry, in our basement on the couch. I was like, you know what, I'll, 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 I'll shut down there for a few hours and fold some shit. And I started watching Mr. Robot, 
And I'm like, what you doing? I'm like, yeah, I got a, I got a bunch of clothes folded. Did you spray that bug spray? I'm like, motherfucker, dude. <laughs> like, I just did all this fucking folding, the shit I absolutely hate. And all I get was, did you spray the bug spray? Like, motherfucker, dude. So, but yeah, man, I, I I think, but overall, though, I think you you're gonna you're gonna definitely enjoy it. You're having your own space that's yours is is a dope thing, man. So, yeah, that should be dope. It just, I don't know. I hate fucking snow in the winter, dude. That shit just blows yeah. especially if it's a bad fucking the thing is you gotta clear the shit most times you gotta clear the shit before you go to work it's like your wife gotta get out the house you know blah 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 you gotta clear the shit so well yeah that'll be a problem yeah so <laughs> I don't do anything before I go to work and that's gonna be a problem yeah so hopefully nobody fall on your shit <laughs> yeah hopefully not so um Let's try to get into some topics. Let's try to. We haven't gotten the topics in a while because we had guests and shit, and we just been carrying on like a regular conversation. Like, hey, let's talk about politics. We talk about politics and whatever. Let's uh, let me see. So we got emails slash voicemails. Let's uh, let's cue those up and see what we got popping. Uh, we got about at least three, right? Two or three. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we got like three or four, something like that. Um, so let's play this first one from uh, Tony, who we've had on the podcast before. If you listen to past couple months, you've heard Tony on. Let's see what he was talking about. What up, dude? It's Tony, long-time listener, sometimes guest host. Congratulations on 100, man. That's a big accomplishment. And I want to thank you guys for giving me a place to sometimes kick my shit. Got to do something super special for 200. I'm thinking live from the strip club or some shit. Anyway, do your thing. Keep doing your thing. I'll see y'all soon. I, 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 I kind of agree. I want to know like what I like the, f- the idea of doing one from the strip club. Yeah, I want to like where the fuck was he at? It's not like it was all kind of shit going on. In his yeah, background. it did sound like maybe he had the TV on or something. But yeah, that, uh, man, that would be actually- guest host. Then yeah, the guest host. Then he's a featured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I wonder how that would work out, dude, at a strip club. I would really be uh, inclined to try to make that happen somehow. I feel like it's feasible, especially I- if. We can go to the strip club folks and be like, hey, we want to record a podcast here. We got 10, 15 people who going to come through and kick it. Right. Obviously, they're going to buy drinks, get dance shit like that. I feel like they might say, like, we'll block off this booth for y'all or whatever. As long as you don't have, like, as long as we don't know, like, no crazy equipment and shit. And we come with just, like, you know, a laptop and... Maybe, like, low-key mics. Not, like, the shit that we use right now, but, like, maybe, like, low-key, maybe, like lapel mics or something like that something that's not gaudy and just kind of like have like a little low-key kind of shit i feel like they might go for that shit man i don't know man you uh, maybe we'd uh, get tony because he, he you know he was a a strip club aficionado yeah and, and, and see what he could, could do the, or daryl 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 is like fucking bffs with like motherfuckers <laughs> at the pantheon and shit so yeah, man, that that could be interesting. Like, like fuck, waiting for two hundred, nigga. Let's do that for one on one. How do you? How do you? I guess, I guess my, I guess my biggest thing would be like sound issues, like because strip clubs are loud as fuck. True, true. So it's like, how do you combat that? But can we run out the VIP portion of the VIP? Is the like, VIP the like? Thing? Is the VIP? Is the VIP like sound wise away from everything? I don't know, man. Shit. Well, don't, 
Don't ask me shit. Or maybe like I don't know. Maybe like VIP from one of the booths in the back. <laughs> yeah, like like a like, a nice little secluded area. You know, that's not you know not completely out the way, but not to where we're taking in all the sound. Okay. You know, maybe like a little uh, a champagne room type gig, or you block off maybe like a booth in the champagne room or something, whatever. Whatever the fuck they do. I haven't well, been in a long uh, ass time. Dog. And we haven't, we, we thought about it before, but we definitely considered doing it from a cigar bar. So I think that's definitely more feasible and can happen. Man, I've already been to a strip club like once in the past several years. Dog. We went for my, my I, don't, I don't even really want to call it a bachelor party. It wasn't, I mean, it was a bachelor party, but it was it was it was a little bit more low key than the actual bachelor party, but which which one y'all go to? I don't know, man. It had silver in the name or some shit. I don't know. Silver man. here? Yeah, it had some silver something. I don't know, man. Yeah. My last it had an S in the my, name. Well, my last know. time was my bachelor party, and before that, I have no idea. Exactly. Last time I've been, I used to. I used to get pulled into a lot with a couple of my homeboys. They used to love going. I used to go. What was that one like? Uh, it was like a chain of them, Starving Marvins or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which was probably some old shit that was already here. Yeah, um, it was. I went to a couple of. Well, I think it's one on like Livernois and something. Yep. Been at that one. Then they used to have a Star Marvins over on Plymouth. Yeah, yep. which was uh. It used to be elegant or the some El- shit before. Lee elegant or some shit, yeah. yeah. And then I'd have been to the bullshit Deja Vu and... <sighs> it used to be one on like 8 Mile in the Lodge. Um, You couldn't... It, it was just like Deja Vu, like you couldn't drink in that. Fuck it. What the fuck was that called? I'm not going to that place. Oh, that bitch was the most gutterest shit ever, dog. Like, you know, you you, you always joke about people saying, yeah, the chicks got bullet holes in them and shit like that. And, you know, C-section scars. Yeah. <laughs> this this place was that, though. That I mean, them them bitches was like, ugh. yeah. So. But yeah. So I Damn, think so. Bitch, you got stretch marks on your ankles. Like, what the, what the fuck going on? <laughs> well, you know, she's been working out her cankles, you know, <laughs> that's it. I used to have cankles. Shit. Now my shit is shit, tight. As I've been working on this pole, though. Right. But yeah, I, mean, I I wouldn't be a pro. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Like if we can make it happen, I, and I feel like we could. If we can make it happen, I'm, I'm, absolutely, I'm absolutely sure we could. I'm absolutely yeah. sure we could. So that'd be dope. Uh, who's up next? Uh, as far as uh, uh so we got one from Garden now. Um, she mentioned that she tried to send one before, but it, the file size was too big. So, uh, she set the whatever recording device she was using to a lower sound quality and was able to send it. So. Uh, the email says, um, I just discovered that the reason I couldn't send, send you my voicemail the other day was because it was so large. was due to the fact that the re- voice recording app that I downloaded defaulted to the highest quality sound file, which was huge. I've changed it to basic quality, which was, which has solved the problem. I only hope it's not too late yeah, or I'll be hella lot. pissed because it was my idea in the first place. She didn't say hella pissed. I just, I, I just said that. Anyway, anyway, congratulations. Email her. Back. I didn't say hello. <laughs> I didn't say hello. Where, where y'all Americans <laughs> get that shit American from? jargon is that? Right. Uh, anyway, congratulations on your 100th episode. Um, yeah, let me see if I can cue this up right do, quick. Do, 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 do. Hello, Mike and Otis. Uh, this is probably your only 
white Australian middle-aged female fan. <laughs> she, she's <laughs> absolutely fucking right. Garden Owl. Wishing you congratulations on your 100th episode. I've been there since the beginning. She I've has. laughed, I've cried, I've got mad. You cried? I've learned a lot. I um, think she did get mad at us. At times, you two have infuriated me. Well, mainly Mike. Mike's more infuriating than me. Fuck! But uh, I've learned about, excuse me, Detroit. <clears throat> I've learned about all kinds of things, but also I've had a window into. Um, Yourself. What formerly was just horrifying media stories, but is your real lives, i.e. being a black person living in America with all this shit that's going on at the moment. And, um, I, you know, it's I'm quite amazed by your resilience and your humour, although I, I guess humour is one of the things that gets people through, in the face of all this systemic racist fuckery that you have to... Yeah, fuckery deal with um so there's you know the the serious side but there's also the very very funny side and i've laughed many times particularly in the car at the traffic lights anyway i this is a minute and a half now so i'd like to wish you many many more episodes see ya sweet yeah so i don't know what i did that made her so mad but uh yeah <laughs> cool. you, probably, you probably said something about lesbians or gays or something yeah um I hate to say it. I hate that I can't say faggot no more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Gardner was probably one of probably the first international fan that we've we've had. Uh, first, so that, second, third, first, right, last. right, exactly. <laughs> so at least the ones that uh we actually uh we know of. So that was pretty dope. You know, being some two two uh two two local dudes from Detroit, it's cool to have somebody that's you know that far that actually listens. So. I've always held that one high as far as accomplishments and so forth. So glad she still stuck around, even though you pissed her off and shit. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, and she sent another that said, um, I forgot to say in the voicemail that everybody warned me there was going to stink of chlorine. I don't know what she's talking about. She mentioned a pool. I don't know. Maybe I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, um, I, I said, believe me, I'd rather smell like chlorine than old spermatozoa. Spermatozoa. I don't don't know what she's talking about, but maybe we can listen to the voicemail and figure it out. Hello, I'm just walking to work and thinking about what I have to do today, and I remembered I've got something unusual happening, so I thought I'd let you know and make you a little offer. Offer. So there's a new, you know, I work in sexual health, and there's a new indecent proposal team (laughs) at work focused around HIV and around gay men's health, and. um, because of my background in that area, they've taken me out of my normal team for 50% of my time and put me in that team. So this morning, we're going for a tour of the main gay men's, what we call SOPV, or sex on premises venue, uh, in this town. So basically a club where gay men pay to go and have sex with each other in all kinds of settings. Okay. And uh, normally a women aren't allowed in, obviously, so that's why we have to go this morning when it's closed, because I'm the only woman in the team. She's running. um, Right. Running away from all the gay men who haven't sex. The sling room, where men fuck each other in slings hanging from the ceiling and stuff like that. So it would be so interesting. And I thought, you know, most people with an office job (laughs) don't get to do things like this. 
in the course of their day. So that made me think, look, if you, you do sometimes sort of flag my name in discussions and stuff, but if you ever decide to have a sexuality episode or sexual health episode or part of an episode or whatever, I'd be happy to contribute that bus to that. Bus guy, sounds like you're going to eat out while you're going to... be a pleasure for real. That people have for me and then send you a voicemail or wh- whatever. Just if it ever comes up and if you, if you want to, you know, I'm not going to foist myself upon you. Anyway, Ooh, have real. a really great 100th episode. <laughs> See ya. So I think Gar- I think we have to I, we have to figure out what the time difference is, but I think Garnell would be a dope guest. She I I got a grasp on it earlier. She sent so let me look. She sent the message saying that she was hoping that she hadn't sent her voicemail too late at five twenty our time, and I emailed back saying no, we're not going to be recording for like another five hours. And she said that she was on her way to work, and it was like seven something in the morning the next uh, day. So she's probably at work during the time. So she's like uh, ten hours, I guess, ahead of us. Okay. So it probably wouldn't work out because she's like on her way to work. Well, I'm thinking maybe apparently having sex or getting eight hours. Maybe we at can seven o'clock in the morning. Maybe I don't know. We have to figure out scheduling wise, but maybe. One time we can get together and actually record that segment if it's just going to be like a segment of the podcast and then just put it in with the other shit that we're doing. Right. So I think we could we could somehow work it out. It probably wouldn't we wouldn't be recording during our regular time, though. But I think that'd be dope to have her on. So we have to work that out. It would be dope to have a conversation. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will say the we don't have any more voicemails, but um, we have emails that i think we can just tie into uh well we have one from baylor but we'll tie it into uh, a later conversation all right that's cool so um yeah that's it for the voicemails for the time being uh well not for the time being i don't think we're gonna get any more but um that's oh wait there was another one there was another email where is it um other than baylor garnow and tony yeah, uh, Sophia sent one. Oh. Shit, I didn't read the fucking article. Fuck, I meant to read the article. She sent it with an article, and I didn't read the oh. article. Fuck, I meant to read the article. Well, let's, uh, let's make sure we do it next week. Yeah, because I, I... Fuck. I mean, I didn't read the article. Shit. Now I can't find the email. Was it an email or was it a tweet? I'm pretty sure it was an email. I haven't seen her on Twitter lately. I'm pretty sure it was an email. Was it not censored or what up though? Maybe it was sent somewhere else. Because I put a note to read it, but I can't remember where I saved it slash saw it. Um, Ready to go, sport. Give it one more try. Yeah, I can't find it. I'll have to find it. Um, yeah, I don't know where it's at. But she sent the email with an article that, from the context of the email and the article... I knew I wanted to read the article before I discussed it, but I had a busy day and I never got around to reading it. Oh, okay. Well. But I'll keep it in my notes. So, um, I don't know what you want to get into. What kind of topics you want to get into? We already 47 minutes in, but hey. So, I just, just for the sake of keep it lighthearted, um, what is your take on, so, today has been art, uh, mad articles out about um, 
reporting that Drake allegedly wants to battle Eminem. Um, I know that you are a huge Eminem fan, and I am a fan as well. Um, what I, I guess what I hate about this is that I haven't seen anything that actually explicitly says that Drake wants this. Do you, <laughs> so it's like, I feel like people are jumping the gun on some shit that's probably not even true. Like, I, I don't see no rapper in in any, in, in none of our history of rappers that would honestly be like, I want to battle Eminem. Like, I just don't <laughs> see that happening. Like, no rapper. Like, none. Like, no rapper. You know what's interesting? Is like, okay, so say you're like an up-and-coming basketball player, right? And you dope as fuck. Say you're like 20-year-old LeBron James, right? And, you, and you're at a basketball camp or something, and you get the opportunity to go one-on-one with Michael Jordan. And you're LeBron James, you're like 20. You're like, fuck, this is my dream. Like, I get to go one-on-one with the greatest player to ever pick up a basketball. This should be crazy. I don't see no fucking rapper having... Having that thought with Eminem, like, you know what? I'm news a rap game and I'm dope as fuck. Let me challenge Eminem. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I think look. all rappers would be like, I don't want that problem. So, did you see? Did you ever see the video of uh, uh, Kyrie Irving talking about he wanted to uh, play uh, Kobe one on one, and they're like, inter- like talking about it? No, wait, Kobe was talking about it too. It, well, it was them on video. It's a video it of Kyrie, Kyrie and, and I believe this is when Kyrie first got into the league. I think did Kyrie play on the USA team? He has, yeah. And this was, I guess, early in his career, and he's okay. having a conversation with uh with with Kobe about beating him one on one. Okay. And Kobe's like, he's like, yeah, and I went, and, you know, Kyrie's like, I went to college, and he's like, you only play two fucking games, you know? It's like you could just see like the. Dude, you were a kid. I will murder you. Like, right. this is not ever going to happen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I just, I I don't see, I know I know a lot of people, like, really hate, really hate, hate Drake. And I don't necessarily, I don't hate him at all. Um, but I I just don't, he, he hasn't even really re- totally responded to Joe Button. Like, I don't see him trying <laughs> to go up. No one's going, Joe Button wouldn't go after Eminem. Like, there's no rapper alive. No rapper dead that would do it. <laughs> like, it's just not happening. Like, you can dislike Eminem for whatever reasons you dislike him, but there's nobody going to battle him and, or even want to battle him in, in other than publicity for themselves and honestly think they have a fucking chance. And, and here's the thing about that. You look at a guy like Drake or Joe Budden or whoever the fuck. It doesn't really fucking matter. But let's take Drake, for example, since he since he's a topic. You look at a guy like Drake. This is a guy who who has built his career on making, I guess, depending on your viewpoint, solid music. He makes good songs. He might be a song about women. It might be an R&B type song. It might be some singing shit. It might be some club shit. Whatever the case may be, this is a guy. He's like a studio guy. He's like a guy who makes good songs. And people forget when they look at a guy like Eminem and they think about all the like corny singles that he put out to start his career and they they look at his albums and they forget that he's not that guy like the guy that's like, hey, I'm going to make, uh, you know, 
pop songs. He made pop songs and corny pop songs, but Eminem came up from the streets. Like Eminem is a battle rapper. That's that's what he came up in. Like that's not in Drake's league. Like he's not Drake. It's not like people look at Drake like, yeah, Drake used to be a battle rapper, and then he, you know, won a battle rapping competition, and he got signed. And like like Eminem, like when you when you put aside all the the maybe like the corny singles or you put aside the rap the the albums and the accolades and all that shit put all that shit aside you remember this is a dude who uh who battled in St. Andrews this is a dude who came up like through true hip hop like man you don't want those fucking problems man like and, and aside from that when you talk about rappers you think about guys who have made their mark on the industry. They they've made classic albums. They've uh, you know they've made a name for themselves through various venues or avenues, I should say. But Eminem is a lyricist. All that aside, think of my name is put my name is aside and just lose it. All that shit. He's still a lyricist at his core. Guys like Drake. They, they don't want that problem. You can, I you just, can drop your bars or your little Nicki Minaj song and have bitches throwing their panties at you. I just, like, yeah. That's not your lane, Drake, It's not his lane. At all. It's not his lane, and I just don't... I feel like And he, they forget that it's his lane. I feel like that he didn't even do it, though. I just... I have no... There is nothing that convinces me that Drake actually said this shit. And well, I, and, what I read was that Ebro did an interview saying that Drake said that if Eminem came at him, he had... He had he has some bars for him. So Ebro saying Ebro is saying that Drake said that if M were to come at him, he has he has some heat to put to him. That bottle. And I don't I don't see that the case. I think that they he they had the bars. Fact that he made albums he and music and shit like that. And they forget the fact that he's from a whole different he's from a whole different lane than than Drake is. That's not Drake's lane. That's not he's not in that league. He's not ready for that. Yeah. I mean, if it was true, I mean, Drake should know better. But I just don't I don't I don't see it. I don't see it either. I I, I think Drake might be kind of I don't want to say desperate, but might be wanting some of that credibility that would come with that. But I, 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 think I think that if a, he if he were to be considering that, he's failing to take into account Eminem's background. He's just thinking like this is a guy who makes albums, he makes music, he's dope, and he can spit. But I got some bars for him. But he doesn't take into account that battle rapping. He's not just like a white guy. He he came up the same way that like legit battle rappers came up. Like M M is M made his name battling. Like you can't you can't fuck with somebody like that Dude, who's dope you commercially even, and you can't even it gets even bad on the side you can't even be the best rapper on the song with mm-hmm. Eminem on the song like there's no one that's been the better rapper on a song with Eminem so it's mm-hmm. like hasn't happened yet and, yeah so it's like not even just on a battle level just on a dude a feature like you're not you're still not going to be the best even rapper on the song he showed that he showed that with you know post biggie or dead wrong jay-z with fucking renegade like there's nobody that's done a song with him and watched him like it just doesn't happen have you and it won't happen did you see the tweets that i retweeted from combat jack earlier 
Yeah, he's a fucking nutcase. Combat Jack said, white rappers got to stop equating rapping fast to being dope. To being a dope MC. Now, is he really talking about M for that? Well, somebody tweeted him saying, you don't think Eminem is a dope MC? And Combat Jack said, I have nothing against Eminem. He used to be a very great MC. So, the shade there, the shade is there. It's there. To say that Eminem used to be a great MC, the shade is there. And the whole thing about white rappers rapping fast, like that's something that M has picked up over the course of the past couple years the whole rapping fast thing. And I don't see how you can equate, like, it's not like you have to be one or the other, like a dope MC or somebody who raps fast. You can rap fast and also be dope. And when M raps fast, if you can actually listen to it and pick it up, it's not like he's just rapping fast just for the sake of being fast. Like it's a novelty. He's actually spitting. So like, I feel like there's still a whole lot of animosity toward a white guy being the best lyricist and 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 that's really it's, it's what it is and i think that's probably hard to swallow for for folks who feel like you especially know, new york dudes man well yeah i think they they they're they're born with a chip on their shoulder with and they they cherish their on. jay-z and their biggie and shit like that and it, i think it's a, a a tough pill for them to swallow that a white dude is the best lyricist of all time but that's just what it is that's just a fucking fact like if if all Eminem's albums were garbage, like he just doesn't know how to put a song together that's like a great song, which is obviously not true. But if that were the case, I'll bar look. for bar, he's he's unfuckwittable. I seen a, <laughs> he can't I, be touched. I seen a uh, somebody, it's some old popular Twitter nigga, and he was tweeting talking about how. There has not been an Eminem album that he wanted to ever revisit or some shit. Fair enough. That's fine. He has a distinct kind of well, yeah. style that you might not fuck. If you somebody who listens to like, so I'm saying, so, 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 my deep so, so saying there's nothing that Eminem has done that you don't want to go back and listen to. That just don't like. I don't. That just. I feel like either you just don't. You just never liked him, or you just never liked him. Like because yeah, I mean, but his style is like. His style as far as making songs and albums is it can be an acquired taste for somebody. Like if you like a New York dude, right, and you have listened to Nas and you've listened to Mob Deep and you listen to Biggie and that's kind of like what you dig. That's the kind of style that you dig. I can see you saying like, I don't fuck with Eminem's music. I don't like it. it it's not for me. I, it's not something I'm going to listen to. And I, I've, I've seen that criticism his entire career. Like, it's just not for me. I don't like hearing him talking about killing his mom and raping and all this shit. Whatever the fuck he, crazy shit, all the crazy shit he talked about, drugs and all that shit. Like, if you don't fuck with that, fair enough. That that might not be your cup of tea. But as a hip-hop fan, you can't, I don't see how you can listen to him rap and say he's not lyrically better than pretty much everybody. I, I don't see how you can make that argument. And and bias aside, I, I, I'm I pretty strict with not being biased. And bias aside, I've never heard the kind of shit lyrically that I hear from him. Consistently. It's not like he fell off. He hasn't. He might have fell, fell off in the kind of music he makes once he stopped doing drugs and shit. But 
Yeah, I lyrically, think, I think he's drugs, never fallen off. Yeah, I think drugs definitely helped a lot of his albums. It helped well, his music but overall, I was but it didn't help his lyrics. I was listening to uh, what's the song with Nate Dogg on the hook? Till I collapse. Till I collapse. And I'm just like, how do you not go back Ooh, and I'm absolutely M&M, love M&M, that fucking song? I'm an Eminem M&M encyclopedia. Yeah. The song with Nate Dogg. Till like, I collapse. How do you not? How do you go back and not like that song? Like that's just nuts to me. You got to guess. Hmm. What up, though? Oh, is that Christopher or Matisse? Yeah. Sometimes we what up, though? We haven't seen uh, we haven't had Chris fall through the podcast in about eighty episodes. I don't, I don't, re- I don't remember. You might have pulled a chair. Turn up here dressed like a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pull a chair from uh, over Chris there. up here dressed like a sun-kissed orange. <laughs> What's the word? Oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Might have to call off tomorrow. Right. <laughs> Uh-oh. You know what they expect. Yeah, so um, y'all popped up. We were talking about uh the fact that there's rumors going around that uh Drake has bars on deck for Eminem. Oh. And there's people popping up on the internet like, uh, Eminem's not all that great, or Eminem's blah, blah, blah. Like, like this like this is an interesting conversation. Are they all <laughs> <stupid>? <laughs> They... Yeah, they they are all stupid. I yeah, and I mean the argument to, the, the argument I just can't get past uh, the fact that yeah, you making you making drinks? Oh, cool. <laughs> Do we have a third the third mic that we could pass to to them that they could yeah, pass we, back and forth to each other? Yeah, we absolutely oh, do. Nice Let's uh. Do a test on that. See how that pops yeah, up. Speak testing, testing, testing. Yeah, it's it working. is working. You, you might not have to put your mouth all yeah, the way Yeah, you don't have to deep throat it. But yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this is the mid deep throat. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can talk to it. Untesting, him. untesting. Pause, yeah. Pause, yeah, you just pause, pause. speak it to the tip, dog. You don't gotta, you ain't gotta spit on it, hit the tonsils, dog. You can just talk it to it. Yeah, it's all good, man. You gotta lick the vein. Yeah, so <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Chris? Here, you take the bottle. You, you take the bottle. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I find it hard to believe that he would, would Drake would even actually consider that shit. That just seems like. Uh, dude, he just Damn, poured, he the, poured the whole bottle. bottle. <laughs> <laughs> go, 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 go. So Christmas, he came by with a fifth uh, 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 of honey jack, honey jack, and Chris just poured like a pour half the bottle. Half of the the bottle. <laughs> I'm like, just yeah, just just share some in another cup for me, dude. Yeah, you make me want it to be great. I, I try. <laughs> Get past this damn cup. <laughs> I mean, you can pour some other cup if you want, man. You spread it out. It's cool. I refuse though. to pour another man's drink to another man's drink. But yeah, so I, I, I just, I find it hard to believe that that would actually, like, yeah, I just don't, yeah, I just don't see it. Though. Now, is this just a rumor, or is this real? This no, is real. well, Ebro, Ebro was the radio personality. Mm-hmm. Said that somehow Drake said that he had bars and he was ready in case it ever happened. Or that, that how it, yeah, that's basically what it was. He said that. uh that if M were to ever come at him, he had he had bars ready for him, and that's how the conversation got started. So did Drake say this, or did it Drake's ghostwriter say that? <laughs> Ebro said that. Ebro said that Drake said that. 
coming from so, Drake's conscience? Coming or? from Drake's uh, ego. Oh. <laughs> That's really where it's coming from. Yeah, whatever. I, I, I just don't, you know. So I uh, this is a good segue into Baylor's email. So Baylor emailed about uh, about this topic. <laughs> the subject line says <laughs> says M versus Canada Dry. Oh, <laughs> he said Eminem is the same wigger that slandered his mama publicly, had his baby mama in the trunk of his car, his first album cover, verbally slapped around Ja Rule, Benzino, and the Source, picked on Nick Cannon, and Mariah Carey just for the fuck of it, and didn't he go at Royce for a minute too? Clearly this nigga has has or had a problem, and he's probably in most niggas' top five or ten lyricists of all time. Drake lost the button just off the matchup alone. I think M would destroy both of them together, so tell Drake to chill. That's one white boy we all know not to fuck with, period. Oh, and just because, the white boy had the better verse on Renegade 2. He sure as fuck did. And he sure as fuck did. He sure as fuck did. Man, how you give me cuts for holes in them, dog? That's your fucking cigar that did that. Yeah, my cigar ain't touched the bottom of this motherfucker. I think the heat from your cigar jumped well, from your I feel like I just cigar. need to shot it then. Yeah. yeah, yeah go Hold for it. Hold your finger over that hole. Right. And then shot it. No. This, <laughs> and so, tell me this. Um, totally off the subject of anything. Whatever this material these cups are made of. Does plastic? Either, does, I mean, it is a plastic, but whatever the plastic is. Does this... Uh, with gas... If, um, evaporate these cups if you pour gas in this cup? Gasoline? I don't think so. Not that particular grade. So I had to use a cup to catch some gas because I had to take apart my lawnmower this morning. Mm-hmm. And I realized that the cup had a hole in it, so I had gas going. But I'm thinking, like, did the, the cup really have a hole in it? Or was the gas, like, tearing through the cup? Was it plastic or styrofoam? No, it's one of these. It was just a yellow one. Oh, let's but, try it now. You <laughs> uh, <laughs> talking about trying with some gas, motherfucker? <laughs> no. Yeah, so I had to take my lawnmower apart and I had to drain the gas tank, and so I didn't have uh, anything, you know, handy. So I just grabbed a cup mm-hmm. and fucking gas started drilling. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I don't remember the cup having like all the time. Maybe that big ass pack of cups we didn't had. Ain't never had one. Of them. I don't just, think gas would do that. So I'm like, it probably just had just, a hole in it. Yeah, yeah. random as hell hole in it. So. Y'all not smoking, man? Shit, I've been thinking I'd have brought a stick, but I ain't know I was gonna end up this side of town. Yeah, stick and bought some lit. But you got, I bought one, I think. Uh, I may have to go in the house. I think I have one for you. Yeah, bought something for the house. What uh? So what what uh? Do we have anything that I could like? You could talk about why I run in the house right quick. Um. Well, I can mention this last tweet, and then I can come up with another topic. But uh. And then we got a tweet from uh, No Shit, N-E-A-U-X, No Shit. Uh, just congratulatory tweet, said congrats. Not sure how to do the voicemail driving at the moment, but hey, she had the congrats. So that's there. And uh, that's the end of our shout-outs for the 100 episode. Sure. All right, we can carry it. We can carry it. We got this. So, um... Let's see. What can I say for when you get back? Um, okay, so I had a couple uh, thoughts about shit that get on my nerves. Y'all know how I like to rant about shit. Um, you rant? Yeah, it's a thing I picked up lately. Um, 
There it is, right there. Look. Yeah, no, yeah, I picked it up. Rant. Yeah, it's a lot of shit that. Why well, we all look at the ground like it was actually a like it was a rant laying on the ground. Uh, <laughs> do y'all have elevator gripes, like shit that happens in the elevator that irritates you? Cause like I got real shitty elevators in the building that I currently work in, and it's helped me realize not helped me realize, but it's made me realize that it's a whole lot of I guess elevator etiquette. That irritates the shit out of me. And one of the main ones is like, so say you in an elevator, right? And you get down to the first floor, whatever floor you might be going to, and the elevator door is open. Why is it always like a motherfucker who immediately tries to go into the elevator? Like there's no possibility there's somebody already in it trying to get off. Right. And you got getting run over by a motherfucker. Like, why can't you just like I do this all the time? Like I'm going to my apartment or some shit, Mm. and I'm with Michael, and I'm like, the elevator door is open. I I Hold him like, hold on, make you know, hold on, make sure nobody's coming off. Like it's a simple act. Like elevators carry other motherfuckers than you. Like it's not yeah. like it's solely for your personal service and shit. But all the time I'll be in the elevator, I'm trying to get off, and it's some raggedy, ashy motherfucker trying to hop on that shit as soon as the fucking doors open. It was a dude who stood right at the fucking doors, like right at the fucking spot where they open at, like waiting, like. You don't think it's no possibility that it could be somebody in the elevator. We got 23 floors <laughs> in this bitch, right. dog. Like, there's hundreds and hundreds of people who work in this building, but you the only motherfucker that's trying to get on this elevator to the point you can wait at the crack of the fucking doors like, as soon as this bitch is open, I'm getting in this bitch. I'm all here. Like, Y'all yeah, ain't gonna leave like, me. Uh, like, why well, I gotta fight, like, getting ran over by motherfuckers overzealous as fuck trying to get on the elevator? That shit irritate the fuck out of me, dog. You know uh, You might want to grab uh, a mic. <laughs> Go online and buy you a can of liquid ass Is what it's called You spray that shit when you're walking up the elevator And it fills the whole elevator with the scent of dog shit It'll stop motherfuckers from rushing on that bitch real quick Wow <laughs> It's an asshole move but I'm an asshole So okay, I mean that's alright with me And my other thing that I don't like is um, People who get in And stand right by the buttons But then oh. don't do shit Yeah Cause I'm like, we trying to like everybody who's in the elevator trying to get somewhere, right? So like, if I hop on the elevator, right, and say I gotta be at my desk at nine o'clock, and I hop on the elevator at eight fifty-five, if the door is open, once a motherfucker get on, close that bitch so we can get moving. Right. And I hate when that motherfucker dude standing right by the buttons, just stand there. Like, why are you adding three seconds to the shit and standing there looking at your balls and shit? Like, close the hit the fucking chlorodos, but. Close door button. Everybody's already in here. Close it so we can get moving. You just standing there fucking fingering your asshole like, man, we trying to get somewhere, man. Quit fucking staring. I hate that shit, dog. I just did the Cheryl over here, man. First Cuban hitting spree. Oh, shit. Thank you, brother. Good looking. You gave uh, Carrot Chris a Cuban? I know, right? Carrot Chris a Cuban. Triple C's. Yes, sir. It smells excellent. Punch from him. Don't don't do that shit, Knight. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be simple. Take it in, retro inhale, get the full effect. Yeah. So what you give them? What, what what we got here? Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. I got three left out of that, and I'm gonna try to keep them as long as I can, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, that should get on my fucking nerves. So what man. were you writing about? Elevator fucker. Elevator fuckery. I was saying I don't like motherfuckers who... Uh, you talking about the dude that, that uh, put you on blast for opening the door and shit? 
For what? Opening the door. Holding, but not holding the door. Holding the door. No, that, no, that was that was outside the elevator. Now I was talking about uh, motherfuckers who are waiting on the elevator and then try to get on it as soon as the door is open. Like there's no possibility oh. that there are people already in it trying to get out. And they all running over motherfuckers trying to get out. Like can you wait till everybody got the elevator before you walk on? And the other one was people who stand by the fucking door, by the buttons, but don't push the buttons. So like they stand there and it's like you trying to get to work or you trying to get my wherever you're tell, going. My wife tell me about that shit that happens all the time at, at her like at her job. Like she'd be in the elevator and the motherfucker's there and they won't say anything and won't ask you. They just stand there like, You there, motherfucker, how hard is it to reach up and push a goddamn button? Dude? Like just if you just go stand there, don't stand by the buttons. Don't yeah, stand and don't at the close back the doors. in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> it is, ain't it? And then getting on the elevator and like Standing by the buttons and we like trying to get to where we going and everybody's on and you just standing there like hit the cl- closed door button so the shit can close. We can get moving like you adding seconds onto the shit just standing there looking dumb like fucking close the door so we can keep going. Like I don't understand like if you stand by the buttons man the fucking buttons you're the button person. You're the button. <laughs> Do that shit dog like hit hit people's floors. Hit the open open door, closed door, do that shit or get so you can make this off. shit pop off. Right. If you're not going to do shit, don't fucking stand by the buttons. Get out the way so somebody who knows how life works can operate <laughs> the fucking buttons. I, I, I want to call this like annoying, but it, it is annoying because it's kind of my fault with the other person. But you ever got to the point where you're trying to walk past somebody and y'all both do that fucking dance off and y'all both keep going the same fucking way? <laughs> <laughs> Like you both, you go left, they go left, you go right, and you like <laughs> okay, uh, okay. it's oh, like sorry, a sorry. juke, and then it's like at some point you you end up walking past, but they was going the same way, so you end up like bumping them and shit. Like it's so awkward, dude. I hate that shit, dude. But it's like I don't know how to even like get out of. How do you even get out of it? Like it should be like a normal like you go right no matter what. If you go right no matter what, you would just avoid each other. It's like a, I don't know. It's like driving or some shit. I don't know why it's that true. annoys me, but I can't you snort. <laughs> <laughs> I did this Cheryl snort. Oh, oh lord. <laughs> okay, what the fuck? This <laughs> is snort cast. <laughs> What's happening? Snort cast radio. <sighs> so you ain't snorting, we ain't sporting. Um, where were we? Where were we now? Um. Um, so another thing that I want to talk about, I heard that, uh, Charles Barkley is getting this TV show about where you talk about race. <laughs> That's bad already. <laughs> how does, right. how does, season one, how canceled. does like, I don't, <laughs> like, I feel like, is it go, is, I feel like the only, the only station it could possibly be on is like VH1. I was about to say that same. Like of all the other black fuckery that they fucking put on, like. Of all the people, it felt like the person who decided Barkley was going to be the person doesn't know who Barkley is, or they figured the ratings of him being that he shouldn't be on there would be ratings enough. You know, if that who, makes you sense. know, you know who that sounds like, right? What? Your homie Mona Scott Young, dog. Dude, I hate <laughs> it. Bitch. Might be Mona Scott oh, Young God, show. And, and Charles Barkley, real talk. It took it took a good month for her to finally block me, but I tweeted her every day that she wasn't shit. What? <laughs> yeah, the shit. Mona Scott Young is the the uh, the writer or creator? producer creator of Love and Hip Hop, and I just like and I can't I can't lie. I've watched many seasons of the shit. 
But it's just like one, there is no love, there is no hip hop, and it's just a bunch of fucking madness. I was just shocked that she she actually actually used her Twitter enough to notice that I was fucking messaging her every day. But I did it like every day though. <laughs> yeah, she was Good morning, Twitter at Mona Sky Young. You a bitch. <laughs> Time for some cereal. It wasn't even like I was calling out her Time name. It was theory. just it would be like you know, Good morning, Mona Sky. You ain't shit. Good afternoon, Mona Scott. You ain't shit. Good evening, Mona Scott. You ain't shit. Just woke up, had some coffee. Shout out to Mona Scott. She ain't shit. <laughs> it just Take kept... shit, Mona Scott. You ain't shit. <laughs> it just kept happening. That's probably one shit. of my that's one of my favorite blocks of people who block me. Other than and her, you had a long list. Her, I think her and Floyd Mayweather. He blocked me too. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's when I I, I earned, and I was just like, I was like, Andrew. yes. Uh, um, other than that, I mean. The one, one I was most disappointed with was Big Boy. Um, we know about that. Yeah, we know about so that. That Eat was a dick. that Eat was a dick. and 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 that was so fucked up because I never added him. Like I never mentioned him to call that. And all I said was he wasn't he wasn't as good as a solo artist he is in the group. Mm-hmm. Like anybody knows, you know, the Outkast is one of my favorite fucking groups. Like whatever, dude. And he still wasn't a great solo artist. That shit sucked. So what made Floyd block you? What did you say? I think it was on the same line that you ain't shit, you know. Um, and I kept, I, I think it was around the time. Remember, he how was, many women did you beat today, Floyd? Yeah, wow. it was shit like so that. It was like you, only, you, you only could left hook a woman or some crazy shit. Like, yeah, it was around the time. You remember, remember when he ended up going to jail for like a month <laughs> or two months you, or something? You no, know, like anytime that? you throw punches at a woman, right? It was. I would have. I, I don't know. I feel like I have to look up all the tweets that I tweeted him because I really tweeted him out. Because from but, what I understand, Bernard Hopkins said he would drop the Floyd's weight class just for a shot. Floyd was like, "Ain't no sense in doing that." You got to learn to pass man. the mic, Matisse. Too late now, fam. Too right, late. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, I I said a bunch of. I was. It was a bunch of shit I said. Man, I, ain't I that might that unhook mine. Years. Yeah, I might unhook mine. Oh, and mine ain't gonna reach. I'm over here enjoying this. Yeah, mine ain't gonna reach. How you like it, man? I like this food. Yeah, so we we haven't done like cigars we're smoking and drinks we're drinking in quite some time, but I think every every well, I was gonna say since we started getting to cigars, we've tried many, many fucking cigars, and then in the last maybe three, four months, maybe I started we started getting introduced to Cuban cigars and. They are definitely some of the best sticks I've ever fucking had by far. Yeah, they. What I said was that Cubans are kind of like the fine liquor of cigars, and it's almost to the point where it they out they have a taste that when you have enough Cubans and you've had enough non-Cubans, there's a distinct taste to a Cuban that's unique to Cubans that you can't get anywhere else. And it it almost tastes like a fine liquor. Like it, it there's a it's such a unique taste, and it's it's unique to Cubans, and it's 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 great. Sidebar: I just found one of the tweets that may have got me blocked by Floyd. Okay. <laughs> can you read this tweet? No. Uh, well, it's more of a picture that I can, that I made. <laughs> so it's a picture of Floyd and one of his opponents looking like they just got socked. And then the picture of the opponent's face is a picture of a book. It says, 
Oh. Ha, Floyd Mayweather finally met his match. <laughs> oh, shit. He got beat by a book. Yeah, that might that might be what did it. Yeah, well, and it, got, and it got and it got and it got retweeted a hundred times. So, and that was in 2014. If I couldn't read and you exposed, I'd block you too. If I knew which button was blocked, right? Follow. <laughs> that dude really doesn't use Twitter, dude. Like, I'm gonna block him and hit like DM him. Gonna block you and you don't even be on Twitter anymore. One shot, block. Like, how do you know that was my fucking name? Like, why Floyd Mayweather just followed this dude? Like, I was trying to bl- bl- block him. I was trying to block him. When they did that, uh, they show his, they did play the video, or the uh, audio of him trying to do that commercial. It was just curtains. Like, that dude could not fucking read, oh, That shit was so great. That's insane. That shit was so great. Man. So, um, I kind of wanted to talk about... Uh, <laughs> This is so fucking random, dude. But like, we were talking about um, we weren't even really talking about that deep. We were talking about like past chicks that we fuck with, and um, I was thinking about telling a story—not a story, because it's not like a real definitive story to it. But like, talking about this one chick that I used to fuck with, and I thought it would be like an interesting story to tell. So let's talk about maybe like a interesting. We'll say an interesting fail with a with a woman that you had, like a, a chick that you might have dated. Not, not maybe like a, a, a one night stand type deal, but like a a chick that you might have dated that you had like a interesting story or fail with. Like she had like a like her middle toe was three times longer than her big toe. Uh, like uh, I mean, like you know, whatever like- whatever kind of like crazy story that you might have. Like you've already owned the story shit with with diaper change shit, but like. You know, yeah. something like something something re- related. You know, like a, a a cool, interesting story about a chick that you might. It don't even necessarily have to be some funny shit, but like you know, some shit like you know, I was talking with this one chick, and you know, like maybe like a unique kind of story. You know, like hey, we, it didn't work out. That's boring. Like you know, like an interesting story that you might have had with a chick that you dated. That's tough. Yeah, that's a pretty good one right there. What you got, Matisse? I know you got something, dog. Nah, I know just, you got it. I know you got an interesting story, dog. Nah, I just shit. Nah, I just fuck all the bitches and they all fall in love with me. Like, get out of <laughs> here, man. I gotta, I, like, tell a story. Tell a story about a chick that dissed the fuck out of you. Tell a story about a chick that dissed the fuck out of you. I really can't say it really it's is. A goddamn one. lie, dog. No, cause I'm a real picky motherfucker when I start kicking it with somebody. You a what motherfucker? A real picky motherfucker. Oh, picky, okay. When I start kicking it with somebody. Anyway, so a lot of shit has been. More so mutual, I guess, as far as separation, as far as something like that goes. So you ain't got no good stories, dog? I really don't. I Come on, think, man. Uh, I got Come some, on. Like, I, Everybody got a story. I got some fucking whole stories. Uh, fucking slut. That's a fucking story, man. Yeah, Tell a fucking whole fucking story. Fucking sucking bad bitch type stories. Oh, well, if it's just like, hey, I fucked the chick and she sucked my dick from the back. Okay, that boring. Tell, but tell you you gotta have something, dog. Like something entertaining. I'm not an entertaining person. Okay, Matisse is a virgin. Well, I don't. I don't. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, I can think of random. I can think of random ass stories. But I remember. So it, I had Otis I, with his arsenal of three hundred bitches. Like <laughs> I can think of one. He's like, we go edit. That's out. it. Um, <laughs> I remember. I remember. I remember. Remember liking this chick, and she was like, I felt like it's irre. I, I think we I can speak for all y'all. Have you ever met a, met a chick that you felt that she was like out of your league? Oh yeah. And 
Just has it. It never, you know, figured it would ever happen. So I remember I used to have, I had braids for the longest. And I cut my braids off like two days before I hung out with these folks. And she was like, it was like I was a different person. She was like, oh, your braids is gone. Started rubbing my head, hanging on my arm. And next thing you know, you know, next morning, <laughs> wake up at her house and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, all it, all it took was to take off these fucking braids, dude. Like, That's interesting. How long ago was that? Because, you know, there was a time where braids was popping. Shit, this is early 2000s or some shit like that. Allen Iverson days and shit right Man, I was just about to say that. Why everybody related to Allen Iverson? That's all right. Matter, Iverson, matter of fact, this is in a, a phase of people wearing jerseys. Because I remember the exact thing I had on. I had a fucking... That was my elite phase. I, I had a, a, a Charles Woodson Raiders jersey. Nice. And I remember that. Just I don't know why I remember I had that jersey on. You have on a Raiders I was hat. elite. I was elite with the jerseys, dog. Jersey I never was. was I a, never was. That I was my was A big, game right there, dog. I had I a. Had uh, what was the old quarterback for uh, for Alabama? Um, um, Alabama. Uh, yeah. Is it star star star? Did he make it to the NFL? I believe he did. It was a Starbird. Star. I forget what it was, but I remember he was a popular quarterback for them and i had like this that was one of my you know i found one of these authentic nike jerseys from from uh um uh what's this tj maxx and it had a sale or some shit and right. i remember just having one of those dope ass jerseys oh my jersey game was elite dog yeah elite I, I, I wasn't elite. i wasn't really I, I definitely wasn't elite in the whole oh my jersey game was on point dog so what was one of your prize jerseys you had man shit I had everything, dog. I had um, one of my favorites was, let's see. Obviously, I had all the piston shit. Like, I mean, every piston shit that you could have, I had it. All of them. And I still got all of them, actually. Um, one of my favorite ones, and it, it wasn't like a great jersey to wear, but it's one of my memorable ones. Was um so when the Pistons had that ugly ass turquoise jersey, I turquoise jersey it. and shit. I, did you have those too? I did, but I had the Grand Hill, but I had it because there was a promotion that Sprite was doing at the time. You remember Sprite was uh one of Grant's endorsements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, we had a pop machine at work. Oh, what at school? At the Renaissance. Yes, That's you remember? Mad, so yes. Uh, yes, they had they had a promotion with Sprite shit. If you got a Sprite, you could twist the cap off and you mm-hmm. can win a jersey. I twist the cap off and won an authentic Grand Hill jersey uh, when they had the turquoise style. That was a a good moment for me just to win a Grand uh, authentic Grand Hill jersey off a Sprite. Like model. no matter if the jersey, the color yeah, was like yeah, it was whack, but it, it's you know whack in retrospect. But like at the time, it was like dope for me to like win a jersey. Off a, a a sprite bottle, right? Uh, right, right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Jersey um, three hundred dollars. My Wet. favorite jersey. I had a authentic Mickey Mantle Yankees throwback. Damn. I, I again, I, I still have it. I'm about to say like you just don't get rid of shit like no, that. I, no, I no, I still have it. <laughs> um, uh, authentic Mickey Mantle throwback. That was one of my favorites. Um, I had an Isaiah that was a, a good throwback back when before throwbacks was really popping. Mm-hmm. I had a really good Isaiah one. Was it like to your knees, like one of those? No, 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 no. <laughs> they fit normally. Did um, he? Did he bet them shorts too? Oh, 
No, I, I never. I actually never got the shorts. Never. Yeah, those were I all never bad. got the shorts. I just you got the jerseys. Wear them shorts unless you was hooping. Um, I you had gotta a, wear the shorts without just a random beater and some flip flops. <laughs> I had a Joe Montana when he was. I had. I had a Joe Montana 49ers, but I had a Joe Montana Kansas City too. Oh wow! Yeah, I had um, one of my f- absolute favorites was um, I had a Tracy McGrady with Orlando when Orlando had them dope jerseys that had like the stars on them. Oh yeah, I remember that, that was, was black, my ab- that was, that was my absolute favorite. On them with, uh, stars. Penny when Penny was still with them. Yeah, but I had a, I had the Tracy McGrady and it was like. You know, it was blue. It had the stars on it and shit. That's my. I think that blue, was my favorite. Just they had blue, the the blue and black ones with their home and away. Yeah, right man, here. those jerseys were so fucking cold. I had uh, I had some dope Yankees ones like Derek Jeter and a uh, not a Rod. Derek Jeter. Um, I had some dope Braves ones. Like, man, like I, I, had, that, I had some cold ones, though. Because I was Ra- killing them, though. That Raider, and it's like, I never had any local ones, oddly enough. Like, I had the Raiders one. I had a, that uh, Alabama mm-hmm. jersey. And I don't know. I think that was pretty. I just wasn't I wasn't into jerseys. Like, I was just really into hats a lot. Like, you know, I had a lot of, I always had, like, Tigers hats. I had one, and this is one I didn't know any better. But I had an Ohio State hat that I absolutely love, only because it was a, just the O. <laughs> that was like the only reason I got the fucker. My head shit. game was pretty proper too, but I only kept it with Pistons hats. I had I had a crazy. I got like one Pistons hat. I had a I I had and still have a pretty strong selection of Pistons hats. So if I guess I give a question out of you, if you had any, if you had any advice you could give to your early twenty self, mm. what would your what would the advice be? Properly. Ooh, he took it a way different direction than I was. Damn. <laughs> way different direction. Mm-hmm. I was going to be get way more pussy. <laughs> like, you took it way different than me. You know what? I think... Be I, I, way more... Be way more confident and less... I don't say cowardly because I was a cowardly. But, like, be way more uh, confident and... Uh, yeah, I get yeah, just confident, more way more confident with women. Like, I hit my stride late, and if I could talk to my earlier self, I would say, do what you did in your mid twenties at like eighteen. <laughs> I would say do what I did in my late twenties at like eighteen. Like, yeah, it, I, I I think the whole well one, I think the whole investing investing would probably be one of the and things. don't be fat. <laughs> Cause that'll fuck you up. Don't be fat. <laughs> um, I I remember my one of my uncles was uh he had offered me a job at like a, I think it was like Pepsi or something, and it was way more than I was making. But I was just committed to staying where I was because I didn't I I thought it would go further, and I denied the job, and I felt like that was one of like my biggest mistakes ever. Like take that job, and I never did, and. I think that's one of the things I always remember. I think another one was just, I guess you say, be more confident. And I think that was, that's solely with women. Like, yeah. I was totally like timid with, with, and it didn't actually change into like my, that was like early 20s. That didn't really change into like my mid 20s going up or whatever. I don't know. It's like, you know, I don't, I, I don't regret, I don't regret a lot of stuff, but I do remember some people like, man. I know if I just could have, you know, and then, you know, 
I could have, would have. Yeah, if if I could be, if I were single right now with my knowledge of how life works and interacting with women, and I could impart that on like nineteen year old me, I yeah, I I do I, that. I remember, I remember, Just get way more pussy. I, like it sounds so trivial, but at the same time, it's like I, it's not just about sex. It's about like enjoying life and being way more confident and having a good time and not being self-conscious or being worried about I, rejection I, yeah. and shit like that. I, re- just, I regret, I regret, just do it, man. I regret like, fr- yes. Pass Chris the mic right now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even lose my fucking virginity until I was like 24. <laughs> hey, I squandered I, a lot of them good ass years doing absolutely nothing. I was, I was 18. But um, to be real with that though, like, that kind of thing, I think a lot of people lie about that though. Yeah, right. Like if you look at like when we were in high school, man, like I totally lied about it. Yeah, every, I, I think everybody. By lied the time about that I shit. actually had sex, I had I did had sex air quotes for like three years mm-hmm. until I and then it was like when I actually had it, it was like it's almost like being it's almost like buying liquor before you could uh, buy liquor, and then when you got your ID, it's like it's no big deal. Yeah. After I had sex, it was like. Yeah, I just I had sex like, it, but before I held tough like, yeah, I fucked such and such, and you know what I'm saying? But yeah. they, they, but they, but they don't be over here. They only come over here when they don't come to their grandma house. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I yeah. can't say the same. I was young. I started when I was like, um, a week before I turned thirteen. Like I started. But you uh, just said you didn't have a story, but it sounded me. No, it ain't no like story, you got a motherfucking story, dog. No, I, mean, I think I started. I started. I almost, I don't know if it, was, it wasn't. 13 it was around the area i started like exploring with chicks when i was much younger but i never I, yeah actually, I, I did too probably like i wouldn't say 13 but maybe like 14 15 but i wasn't fucking but like I, yeah i started exploring like i don't say sexual shit but like thinking about it at the very least and fucking around with chicks around that age but uh yeah, Matisse, tell that story, dog. <laughs> no, it was the worst experience of my life. That and you like, said you didn't have no story. I mean, there ain't no story. It was fucked up. Oh, wow. That's it a great. Like, that's that's the best story. No, Losing like, your virginity and it's fucked up. That's the best story. You know, thinking you know what the hell you're doing, and you like you trying to get there, trying to make sure your meat be upright and all that shit. <laughs> the shit just didn't work right the first time. You didn't like. Is it here yet? No. no keep going. It was, like, like, it was, it was boring <laughs> and it was fucking stupid. You know, but uh, but after that, like when I was thirteen, after the fact that I fucked around with old girl, started getting head from this chick on like a daily basis. The same chick or no, somebody different? Somebody okay. different and shit. But after that, I just turned into just wild and shit. After that, so um, shit. By the time I was twenty, dog, like no lie, I fucked over. A hundred bitches easy. Bullshit. Young no. Wilt Chamberlain in this motherfucker. God damn. I'm serious. And, I mean, and that's just being nice. That's just not going into what I can go into. And, and he said uh, he didn't have no story. So do, do you think do you think that that helped to hurt you as far as like later relationships? I think it kind of hurt me. Really? Yeah. Because so? you you got to think. I've had this choice of all this fucking pussy, you know, and all you can think is that you want more, you know. Okay, I, I, you I, might I, I totally tend to agree. get bored with someone, you know. I think that might be my problem now. 
is that I get bored easily and no one so, can really grasp me. So you're saying that the fact that you knocked them out early like that, yeah. it it gave you like the sense of like almost like boredom. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I the thing that. is like you know, you have certain religions that that push uh, virginity into marriage, and although I never followed that path, I get it because you can say you have sex with however many women before you finally settle down with the person you settle down with. Now it's like, is this person going to be good enough? Is this person going to do the same things that all these other chicks did? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, is this person going to be good enough to the point where I want to be with this person for the rest of my fucking life? Like it was like the scene in a old school, you know what I'm saying? He's like, Will Ferrell. Yeah. And Will Ferrell, he's like, I'm going to have to have sex with, you know, and he, he like nods yeah. to her for her. And it's like, if you've had sex with all these women, all these different feels, all these different, you know. Experiences. Experiences. It's like, is that, is that even fair to the person, your person you were with? Like, you're going to have to perform for the last 20 chicks that I done fucked. Like, can you, can you do it? You know what right. I'm saying? And so, as much as I think being a virgin to you you're married with somebody it's like shunned upon and all that stuff i get it because you have the potential of being with a person who has never experienced anything and y'all can like experience the same things together with and so i see that being a good thing in a, in a sense but then you have the whole theory of you know do you do you drive a car without test driving and you know right. what I'm saying and things like that? That's so I, I see both I see both sides, but I I totally totally sympathize and understand you know if somehow a, a marriage happens where both of you guys are virgins and you come into this thing of learning each other on your own and they've never had nothing outside of that and you both are aiming to please each other. You're like you know. The thing about this is you don't know it's bad because it's all that you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But on the flip side, the reason it's so jacked up to have a couple hundred or however many you got, it's like having a pot of gold and you show, hey, look at all this gold I got. And one day you just got to pick one fucking coin out of that pot and just walk away from the rest of it. That's why having And you know how the other ones spin. That's what makes it so difficult to have a huge harem. And then just let all that stuff go just for one. It's like, well, damn. I remember some coins had more shine than others. One of them had maybe two heads on it. One of them had maybe had two tails. You got to leave all that strong alone and just get one. And I that's think what though, makes it difficult. And not, not to sound overly sentimental, but at the same it's time. Cool, man. We're, 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 you get, we're, we're men. It's cool. We could be sentimental. No, man. Fuck bitches and come <laughs> on their face. No, um, <laughs> no but uh, the, the thing about that one person, though. You might look at, okay, these past chicks did these various different things and this one person, can they live up to this? But at the same time, that one person may not be like, uh, I don't know, whatever you say, your best sexual experience was whatever, you know. Yeah, rusty trombone or Cleveland steamer, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Dirty Sanchez. Dirty Sanchez. That was my next one. That was my next one. I was about to say that. Dirty Sanchez was the next the one. Eiffel Tower. Okay, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that one is. Sorry, I was like, I don't know what that one is. No, I don't know what that one is. <laughs> what's the, what's the Eiffel Tower? Put, put put a mic up so say, we can hear. Um, it. <laughs> say we fucking a bitch. Somebody hitting her front from the back. 
another nigga getting their dick sucked. And you have, oh, the and hand, you have yeah, high five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I do know that one. Yeah. I do know that yeah. one. The, the, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But you might just, even though the that one person that you with, the one that you actually are with, with that you love or whatever, they might not do the Eiffel Tower or whatever and shit mm. like that. You, and you experience the Eiffel Tower like, oh, that was the shit. But the person that you with just might just be like the actual physical action might not be the thing, the crazy thing that you liked, but being with that person, whatever, it could be generic as fuck, but like for you with that person, it don't feel generic as fuck. It feel great. Right. So, I mean, it, 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 it can vary based upon like, you know, you might at the same time, you could look at it like, well, you had all these other people and, this one person, you know, you got to pick the one coin, like Chris said, but at the same time, that one coin might be like fire as fuck to you specifically just because of the connection that y'all have. Yeah, right. I, I think that, you know, too, it's like if you or a situation where, you know, what I'm saying you've had plenty of partners and things like that, you've had those situations where after y'all have had sex, it's like, so what, what else can we do? Yeah. And it's like nothing. Right. You know, and I and I think I experienced that in my twenties is that, you know, I had sex with chicks and then it'd be after that, it's like there's nothing there's nothing else that can come out of this but sex. Yeah. So it's like you don't interest you don't you don't stimulate me no other way other than having sex. So it's just like, you know, I don't want to I can't stand to hear you talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't have co- industry conversation. You don't have, you know, common interests. It was just, you know, we met at the bar and or Yeah. So, you know, that's that's a, I guess a, another you know, you know added I, thing to it. But I guess especially with me being in the line of business bartending Pussy comes a dime a dozen. You know, I don't go out looking for the shit, but the shit come to me. You know, I'm just chilling, you know, making drinks, I mean, and she like, you know, make me a Hennessy and Coke, and I'll fuck your brains. Like, right. No, <laughs> it just, man, that shit be so random, man. You don't even fucking know, man. It's it's crazy how random the, the shit is, because you got to think, I've been bartending now for about 13 years, so I'll say around 22, 23. I started bartending. I'm 36 now. You know, the 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 damn shit was just stupid, man. But you know, like I don't know. At first, when I was growing up, I don't think I had like the confidence which we were which we were saying previously. But it's just like once the shit started coming, it started snowballing. You talking about literally or pussy? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, pussy started snowballing like. <laughs> Dude, like, it's, awesome, yeah, it's like I used to try Chris, to, to like keep counting shit, dog. I mean, when I was like a teen up to 22, 23, that was like my real wild years. Like the the early teen years up until like 23. It's just like no lie. If I, if I told you I was fucking between 15 and 20 bitches a year, I, I wasn't lying about it. It was, it, it was just stupid, man. You know. Did you ever meet any chicks that you thought that it could go beyond just fucking? Yeah, I was it's engaged. I was engaged, and um. We, I, I, I remember yeah, that. A few yeah. years back. Like I mean, like uh, other ago. than her. I mean, obviously, I remember her. But it's like, yeah. do you ever? Did you ever have 
any other interaction with chicks is, you know, you met at the bar, some shit popped off, y'all end up, you know, fucking around. And then you're like, you know, is it going to be more than that or it's just, you know, it's just a fuck? Because I know that happened a lot for me. It was just a fuck. Yeah. And it just wasn't more than that. And I, I remember I having a stage where it was just like, you know what, I'm just trying to slay whatever comes my way. And I have, and I remember that uh, through my early 20s, like, it's, I had no, no intentions on nothing else. Yeah. But, you know, and I, and I, you know, I, I felt like when I got to my late, my late twenties, you know, uh, up until I uh, met my, my, my now wife, I was just like, at some point I need to figure some shit out. You know what I'm saying? And like, who was actually going to be like a companion and shit. Yeah. And I had an ex that I, had, I mean, a girlfriend that I had met in 10th grade and we were like on and off, on and off until like, you know, my late twenties and then, you know, and what fucked it up is that we were really good friends and then being a nigga, you know, I wanted to just do more and, you know, it kind of, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out. I think we probably would have been much better friends than, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anything more than that. And so it kind of fucked up the relationship, but you know, it could have been a good friendship, you know what I'm saying? And that's why I, I don't even have, I don't even have female friends because I think I fucked them all. Right. <laughs> so, you know, what I'm it just never worked out. You know what I'm saying? Somehow yeah, it got shit. into it got into like a, a sexual relationship or the the possibility of a sexual relationship. And so either a, a female friend came out of we fucked and now we just cool after that or something. But no, nah, I don't. I don't have any like real like female friends that would just came out of just platonic interaction. I mean, and then being married, it's like, how do you really, you don't meet, you don't meet new female <laughs> friends. It's just not happening. You know they what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So no. it's like, there's no more female friends ever in they life. You know what I'm saying? and shit. What the fuck? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's not happening anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. It, it, it's, it's definitely interesting to hear other, other guys' perspective on it. And I know you all, you guys. You haven't heard Chris' perspective though. I ain't never getting married. I mean, and I shouldn't say never. And, and, and I, don't, I don't say that's. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think you know yourself. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying. You feel that you know, it my, ain't for you. I don't think marriage is for everybody. My issue is trying to sort through the bullshit because in the dating game nowadays there is so much bullshit. It, it's really hard to explain. Literally, I can go to the bar right now. Buy beer, sit there, and have somebody trying to suck my dick before I even get to the parking lot. Well, all right then. And I mean, it, but the, the problem with that, that is really ha- that you, really happened to me. It shit happened every time <laughs> I sit at the goddamn bar, and that's the problem. It's like it, it jades you, and you start looking at everybody with that that jilted but, view. I mean, like, but, you know, I mean, fuck? but you know, it's one of those things where you know, if you're if you're single and you're out, you know. You're gonna pay attention more to other people, and you know, cause I, I remember being single. I'd be at the bar, and like any woman is like a possibility. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, you you don't. It's like now nah, I could go to the bar right now, sit, and I don't. I'm not paying attention to nobody. You know what I'm saying? I'm eating my food or drinking my drink or whatever the case. But I think when you're single, you're at the bar. Everybody is a potential. Yeah. And then you and then you weed out like okay I don't like the way she look or she talk too much or you know what I'm saying and then you see somebody you actually you know say you're interested in and 
that person can lead a bar and it's like okay cool she's gone or whatever another one comes up and she actually you'll get you actually catch eye contact you're you know what i'm saying you're you're generous you send a drink over and shit happens conversations happen things of that nature you know what i'm saying so everybody's a possibility when you're single but it's like what are you leading up to like are you leading up just to fuck or you need up to actually have like a genuine relationship but that's hard to gauge at the bar though it is the the biggest issue I see with dating right now is sex is up front, and then after you done smash, then they decide on whether or not they like you, and that's backwards as hell. Because let's just be honest, who can you fuck on a first date that you still respect? I ain't never met nobody like that. I don't think it's impossible, but I think it's I think it's one of those things you uh. You, you take in consideration, but I, but I, I don't know. I, I feel that, you know, I feel that women are held to a, a, a shittier standard when it comes to sex. Like, you know, if a woman was telling your story, she would be deemed the hoes of hoes. Talking to Matisse, she'd be deemed the hoes of hoes. But a guy is just like he just did what he did, you know what I'm saying? He's a he's the man or whatever the case. So I always I still always felt that women are held to like shittier standards. I'm like you know, and by all standards I was a hoe, and my wife reminds me of like yeah, but well, you was a hoe before you met me, you know. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? And I always said like yeah, I only had like two or three chicks before we talked. You know what I'm saying? Blah blah blah. I was so, no wingman, damn it, I know better. <laughs> Thank, I know fucking I better, boy. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, no, but no, but seriously, yeah, I, yeah, for real though, you know. I so I want to give a special shout out to Otis. Thank you, Otis. You said what now? I just want to give a shout out to Otis. Thank you, Otis, <laughs> for your couch a few times. Man, so Thanks for the women. Oh, you hit that couch too. Let me stop. Dog, so what? Hey, Otis is an admirable wingman, dog. Dog, so we. (laughs) I think Otis has helped all of us get. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he got, he he got, he got played some. So everybody here has has had Otis assist them in getting pussy at some point. Otis assist them, yeah. He left me with some shit one time. Yeah, it was definitely trash. I feel like I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm like forever atoning for that. Damn. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, maybe even less. It's cool. Um, but yeah, I think I've definitely been. You know what shitty part? I was a wingman for a dude who. Was cheating on his wife, <laughs> and every time his chicks called him, he would blame that I was drunk, drunk dialing and calling him and shit. Damn. It was the craziest shit ever. So what happens is his wife. I used to work with this dude, and his wife absolutely hated me. Yeah, and I'm like, I ain't did shit, dog. There's no reason for me to call you at two thirty, dog. Like no reason, dog, no. at all. Like I'm not calling you and say, hey, I'm stranded or any of this shit. Nigga, I'm not calling you, dog. You're the farthest from from me calling you. But yeah, she used to fuck with these all these chicks, and every time somebody called, they'd be like, yeah, this is Otis. You know, he's drunk at the bar, blah blah blah. So every time I seen her, she gave me the dirtiest fucking looks, dude. And I was just like, you know, your dude's a hoe. You right. know yeah. this shit. She, she knew it, but I feel yeah. like I was just the the perfect person. Scapegoat. Yeah. This the scape going on. So, but and, um, back to like the bar shit, man. It's like out at the random bar downtown, Detroit, chilling. Um, the chick comes up to the bar. She gets a drink and walks off. I'm like, okay. So then I see her back down at the bar, but it's last call. 
already. But my bartender is right there. And she's waiting for like a drink. Told them, send her whatever she's drinking down there. So, shit like that. It's like, that was just meant, you know, just to go and do that because she wanted a drink. She came down there. We talked, spoke, kicked it, found out later on. She was she was unmarried. Once that, she starts calling me and all this shit, blah, blah, blah. Every so often, we can still go back and hang out and drink. And, and after that, she gave me some pussy. <laughs> And um, she was still married. She's still married and constantly was fucking me, constantly fucking, fucking, fucking. And to the point to where she was ready to leave. And see, that's you where know it, what I'm that's, saying? That's where it and I'm looking like, but where, you know, a fuck becomes like, so what? And, and, and like the, I think the worst conversation you could have when you feel like you're just fucking and the other person's not, is that conversation comes out like, so what are we now? Damn, I hate that question. Right. <laughs> You're married. I hate that question. Even, you know, and, I can't and, and, do anything and, and, about that. But, but see, I think it's a skate. I think it's at least, and it's still hard, but I think at least when a person's married, you could say, well, you married. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't do this. But I think when it happens when you're both single as fuck and y'all fucking around, because no matter what happens, a woman, most women are want going to want more out yeah. of it. And so when you're both single and you say, you know, she hit you with this whole, so what are we now? you like... That just happened to me recently on motherfucking <laughs> Facebook. I'm sitting here chilling. I started getting calls and, and then shit. You, oh, could you... Somebody put you in a relationship. Yeah, didn't? put me in a relationship. I remember that. I saw that picture, though. I bet you I fucked from the motherfucking bar. From starters. Damn. Downtown. I thought I thought you had to have the other person for permission. Nigga, to... no. Apparently not, nigga. So you can just ask somebody and say, I'm in a relationship, I'm, in a relationship. With such I'm such. married, I'm blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking like, I looked what? at her picture, and I remember that, I remember that. I looked at her picture, I was like, I've, I've never, never seen, seen her, her before. <laughs> and right. I kind of thought, you know what, if, if he's going to get in a relationship, I may know who she is. You right. know what I'm saying? Not to say I'm in his life all the time like that, but I think but I damn would it, know. You would know, right? I right. would know, it, you know what I'm saying? Right. I, I remember that, that, dude. The bud the next day. I did it so nice. She deleted me, but still wanted to fuck me afterwards. Well, and, but but trying to see where media. are we going with this? I'm looking like bitch nowhere. That's <laughs> not the game plan. You already knew what you was here for. Dude, I saw so many question marks, and everybody like, what the fuck? Like who? <laughs> <laughs> when was this? A few months ago, about about two three months ago. Yeah. Yeah. My issue is your issue is you don't have a mic. Well, that too, but <laughs> where the fuck is faithfulness nowadays, dude? I got just as many married chicks chasing me down as I do single ones, and the shit just don't rub me right, because my thing is all right. And I know it ain't everybody, right. but damn, you get really jaded when half the folks in your inbox is like, well, my husband sleeps, so here go a picture of my pussy. Really? So what makes me think that you do right by me when you're doing this shit to him? And this nigga snoring all in your ear, and you got two kids by this nigga. Y'all been together for... 10, 15 years. Well, I think for, at least from the experience that I had with a married woman, is that I guess they feel that, you know, one, they're not going to, they have something to lose. And so they're going to be like really careful with their shit and things of that nature. And so, but I I guess I don't get it because it's like, if you got to commit with this person, if you don't, if you don't want to be with this person, no, it's gonna happen. No, just just, just don't be with that person. Like, how hard is it to like not be with that person? But I guess you know it is deeper than you I know. Still what I'm saying. Got 
but yeah, I I I don't know, I, and I and I think it's definitely both ways. I you know, for every married chick, is always a married dude out here fucking around with a person. But I think you know the faithfulness, the faithfulness uh, concept is definitely across the board. And yeah, I, I I've gotten so many like random looks and compliments having my ring on more than I do when I don't have my ring on. It's like crazy as fuck to see that shit. You know that they probably look at him like you're they, a good man. They know you got they, yeah. and it, that's yeah, one. They know you're a good to. person because you know you got married, so obviously you're a good person. And then two, if like you have so much to, to lose that you're going to be careful with your shit, so you're not going to be out here crazy and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they want a piece of that shit. You know what's interesting is when I started going to college, I bought a wedding band thinking that it would deter people from trying to talk to me so I can concentrate, study and shit, and graduate and do my thing. But I actually found that buying that ring did the exact opposite. And I asked somebody one day, you see this ring on my hand, why are you always in my face? And her answer was very direct. She simply said, because if you're married, I can fuck you and send you home to your wife. I get good dick, and I ain't got to about none of your bullshit. And that's a jacked up mentality, but it's a mentality that a lot of people have. I remember, I'm going to say dating, but mess with this married chick. I met her at like Fridays and stuff over in Southfield. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was talking about how she was separated from, you know, her dude. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, we were hanging. Matter of fact, we hung down at the casino, you know, one night. Uh, uh, and, we, you know, we left the bar you know, area, we down at the slots, and I, all of a sudden, we kind of like, you know, really close at the bar, and all of a sudden, her husband shows up, and I, I just, I don't know who this guy is, and they start going back and forth, like, why are you here, we're not even together, and he's looking at me crazy, I'm thinking like, I just want to get away from the situation, and it was so weird, because the way I was sitting, I had to like go either go through them or go around them. And it was easier for me to go through them because the way I was sitting, but I had to like go out of my way to go around them because he was so combative. I felt like I would have gotten into a fight with him. And I'm like, I'm not fighting over somebody else's wife, dude. Like this is, and you know, so shortly after I was like, you know, this ain't going to work. Right. And I thought it would. And it was one of those like things like, yeah, I got this married chick who's spending money and all that shit. But it's like, it was so fucking hazardous. Like, I totally re- regret that whole thing. Like, no, nah, you stay with your husband. Although y'all don't supposedly sleep together and y'all just roommates, whatever. Yeah, like, it's more than that. Like, they married you who I was fucking around with. It wasn't no shit extra. It wasn't no, no movies, no dates, no nothing like this. We get some wine, I uh, get some liquor, we drink, we fuck. Her husband call her when it's about time for her to get off work. If she get off work early or whatever, she go home whenever, you know, like, uh, you know, whenever she felt comfortable with, with going home. And it's like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not the motherfucker to call, but, you know, just, you know, just certain shit is crazy, man. So, would you... Uh, would, do you, would you consider marriage again? Not, I mean, the idea of marriage. I know you say you were. Would engaged. I consider? Yeah, I wouldn't mind being married. I can say that truthfully. I, I think. Damn. Fuck you, dude. I think marriage can be a great thing. You know. If you got somebody that's honest. 
<laughs> if you have somebody that's honest, then yes, it's an amazing thing from what I've seen. But my question is, how do you know whether or not you the nigga that's getting played or whether or not you got a solid relationship? Because I've seen so many cats that swear by the love of their wife. I don't know damn well that chick out there fucking everybody. I think you got some that really yeah, know. Denial. I, I think yeah. you got some. I think I, I think you got some that totally know. And I think you got some that just totally oblivious. And they don't. Well, I guess it comes to the denial thing. That they feel like it can't possibly be. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of that is male but, ego. I think they know it. And like you say, it's denial because nobody wants to admit that. Because then you have to wonder why she's stepping out and doing something different. Is it because she's just a hoe? Or is it because of something that you're lacking? I don't think it's a lot of times because they're a hoe. I more so think it's a thing of lacking. Um, it could be you're not um, home enough. Um, you're not there when something is important. Or you don't know how to speak, talk to well, your wife, kids, and, et cetera. And, and, and that's why I've always been leery. And I don't and I've always been leery of opposite sex friendships. And, and and not to say they don't work because I know many of people who have opposite sex friends, you know, good friends and they work just fine. But my problem with opposite sex friends is that as a woman, you have a opposite sex friend, a male, who Friend qualities are probably all of the qualities that you will want in a mate, but they're just not the mate. So it's like when things are not working out with you relationship wise, you know, you got this friend who probably meets all of these criterias as far as being a mate or you meet some people that, you know, have all these qualities of being a mate. But, you know, you're not there. So things happen and so forth like that. That's why I'm always there. I know they work, but. It's just something about, you know, knowing you got a male friend who or you got a female friend who, you know, she she's she's nice. She she has a good personality. She watch football games with you. She drink beers. She even fucking smoke cigars. And you're like, my wife don't even like cigars. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like me, you can kick and we smoke cigars and go fucking, you know, watch fucking football. Like, right. you know. And so. I've always thought that, you know, and I, and I know now it's like, you know, and I, I think I fucked up most, I, I know I fucked up most of the opposite sex friendships I had. So, you know, trying to like fucking, you know, not just be friends and shit. And then shit just either, either we fucked and it didn't work out or somehow tried to get to that point and it didn't work out. So, yeah, I'm at this point, I know it ain't going to work. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of personally don't really believe in. Obviously, sex friendships for men. I feel like they can happen for women, but for men, I feel like if you're a man and you're in an opposite sex friendship, it's either somebody you want to fuck or you tr- or you tried to fuck in the past and it didn't work out, so you settle for friendship. Right. Like I feel like either you tried to fuck and it didn't work out, or you hope to fuck in the future. Like, cause I d- I don't really see a guy who's just like, hey, yeah, that's just my friend. Like you might say that on the surface, but I feel like deep down you. You would fuck if you had the chance. Yeah. If it got to that point, you would be like, yeah, we could, you know. And if it's going to jeopardize your marriage, and then you like, fuck it, you're going to do it anyway. So. Yeah. yeah. I, so I, I, I'm not a big fan of the opposite sex friendship. I haven't had, I've only had one that I would have said, 
oh yeah, this is my friend. This is my friend. But and even then, I knew deep down that it was somebody who I would fuck. And that's what ended up happening. So it was like I, I don't, I don't, I think that a woman can feel that way. Like, oh, that's just my friend. That's just my friend, and that's that. But I think even that guy in that scenario would be like, if if the opportunity presented it, presented itself, he would do it. He either wants to fuck or he tried and didn't. Yeah, and that's I think that's kind of how a lot of my opposite sex friendships were. Yeah. It was either I tried and it happened, or I tried and it didn't, and I probably wanted to at some point, but you know, never happened. But that's why you know, and I you know I have like female you know old friends that you know either like I say they fit in those categories like. I don't think I have a female friend that it never worked. It never, we never tried that shit or whatever. It's always been either we tried it, didn't work or we tried it and you know, whatever the case. So yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I know my, my wife has, she has one male friend that they grew up with her and all her girls grew up with. And that's like the only person that I'd be like, yeah, it's not going to happen. But all the other niggas, I don't trust none of the motherfuckers. <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> so. Yeah. Do we have any other any other topics? How, what time are we at? I mean, we do, but we had two hours. So, I mean, I figured we might as well just wrap up. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah. we thank the fellas for stopping by with the uh, um, random thank drink. You, it was definitely, uh, definitely a pleasure. Are you uh, sipping any uh, Honey Jack? Or are you good? Not yet. I still got a... a Swallow of uh, crown left, so swallow. Yeah, I'm gonna knock that out. But yeah. So as always, uh, you can always uh, find us on Twitter at whatever the podcast, um, or our individual Twitters. Mine is blame Otis. Mike's is Michael underscore Aaron, or our Facebook page, uh, whatever the podcast. And other than that, thanks for listening to our hundredth episode, and uh, we'll see y'all next week. Yep. Peace. Peace. Peace.